0: episode is brought to you by our good friends at the privacy pros privacy advocates and real opt-out solutions for more information visit privacypros.com
1: Hey! hey. <laughs> we just wanted to creep you guys out. Welcome to another episode of the Wonderless Podcast. We are your Mystic Sisters. Yay. I'm Sarah, and, and this I'm is Emily. Or other names too. I was gonna say you just said that even know it's gonna be after what i said
0: oh well (laughs) (laughs) no but yeah we're your mystic sisters we love talking about anything that we wonder about we wonder about a lot of things everything from the super weird supernatural unexplained unknown unexpected unexpected
1: unexpected. yep uh yeah we like to wonder about anything that's just like weird and then we want to tell you about it we often also like wonder about things and we're like oh okay so the, like most people probably know about this right and then we end up going on like the deepest of dives and we're like holy shit like we found so much weird stuff yep. so let's tell you about it so yeah it's always an adventure that's what is a good thing you know
0: that is uh, that is our existence on this podcast—an um, adventure, a wonder, slutty,
1: <laughs> d- adventurous existence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So welcome. Yep. Yeah. And, yeah um...
0: and welcome to spooky season. It is officially spooky, spooky season. Spooky
1: Season, I got a spooky topic for you.
0: Girl, I got one for you too.
1: Oh, yeah. Also, this week our sister subject is. uh, Paranormal. paranormal Supernatural. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or paranatural or supernormal.
0: (laughs) Ooh. Paranatural and super normal. I love that.
1: I do like that actually. That's funny. Yeah. Because really it's all just paranatural. So we've got so now that we're mashing our sister subject titles together, we've got Cry Story.
0: <laughs> just crime and history. Snature. Science and Nature.
1: And Paranatural.
0: Paranatural or supernormal. I don't know. I like both.
1: I do like both. I, th- I think Nascence. No, I do like that one. I think it should Don't be like Story, Nascence, and Paranormal. No,
0: no. We're doing Snature. Hey, guys, can you tell that we're sisters?
1: Yeah. <laughs> also, I'm wearing a wig today because I wanted to look more like my sister.
0: <laughs> you know, I was gonna <laughs> say something about how you have my exact hairdo now.
1: <laughs> when to become one.
0: Which, by the way, it's... Uh, Oddly appropriate for my subject matter today.
1: <gasps> I'm really excited. Yeah, I you've said a you lot of things.
0: you've said a lot of things that apply and I'm like very excited. Yeah.
1: Yay. Oh, look at us. Look at us. It's like our brains came from the same two people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you are the <laughs> I'm closest like pointing thing at her like. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm the closest thing to what?
0: that I have to a twin yeah, the thing yeah. that I said in an early episode and yeah. you know it's never going away I'm just accepted it
1: never going away ever because you will never have anyone closer to a twin than you have in me
0: <laughs> wow you said that in the weirdest possible way thank you so much
1: I'm very educated as I'm sure many of you can tell <laughs> <laughs> that makes two of us two of us yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I'm in a singing mood. Also, I did karaoke last night. Nice. Also, it was really fun.
0: Nice. I sang
1: Man, I Feel Like a Woman by Shania Twain. It was a good time. Do you ever, like...
0: I think it's technically intrusive thoughts, but, like, you ever have, like, weird thoughts of, like, when you're randomly just doing something? Like, I was walking down the hall... And then this is how my brain goes. I'm like, oh, walking, blah, blah. I feel like I'm walking weird. Am I walking weird? Is this how I always walk? How do I walk more normal? What constitutes normal walking? I don't even know what to do anymore to fix this. As I'm just walking down the hall at work. This is a whole thing. Wow. Does that ever happen to you? Is that just a me thing? I'm going to assume that's just a me thing.
1: It happens to me, but, like, it hasn't happened to me specifically about walking.
0: Now it uh, will.
1: (laughs) Yeah. No, if anything, I'll just, like... Decide that I'm like if I if I happen to be walking somewhere and like listening to music or something. I feel like I, this is gonna sound bad. I'm like I feel like I don't really walk around. <laughs> like,
0: you do at work, I, don't you?
1: Yeah, not really. I'm mostly dancing at work. Honestly, I had it. I had it. I had the dancing bug. I'd been bit by it when I was at work on Wednesday, mm-hmm. and I could not stop shaking my booty
0: hey, you know, that's a, that's a good problem to have.
1: Literally could not stop. I was like, oh, oh, couldn't couldn't stop. Every every few steps, I'm just like, mm-mm-mm. And then last night, oh, my God. So I was <laughs> singing, man, I feel like a woman. Uh-huh. And um, I didn't know what else to do up there to entertain the people. So naturally, I start shaking my booty. All Obviously. Right? Shaking my booty, doing some twisties. Oh, yeah, you guys can hear it.
0: Ew, that just um. sounds really inappropriate.
1: <laughs> you know, just doing the hip, the hip isol- yeah, Stop I it. No, no, no. The hip isolations I'm, I'm avoiding around. looking at you. I'm be- I know you are. I'm <laughs> bee- bopping. And I realized the entire time there was a dude sitting behind me, and I'm literally basically just giving this guy a lap dance. <laughs> <laughs> and halfway through the song, I turned around and was like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I wasn't just up here having a good time. I wasn't trying to give you that good of a time, sir.
0: I mean, but you're welcome. But and tips you're are appreciated.
1: <laughs> tips are appreciated. The WonderlessPodcast dot com forward slash tips. You can tip us there now. Also, you can find our merch. We are still going to have merch, even though the coupon now the coupon code has been expired. You can still get it, and we still get money for it. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, but now you can go to the wonderlesspodcast.com forward slash store.
0: you can find that right
1: there, as well as on our link tree, on our Instagram at wonderless.pod. We're mm-hmm. amazing. You're mm-hmm. welcome. We are amazing. Also, I have some ideas that I want to release for spooky season, um, as in spooky season-related merch, and it's going to come out in October, so I will keep you guys informed about that. But yeah, I'm working on some cool creations just because I want to express myself through our merch. So
0: also, our merch so far looks really awesome. So we're very excited about that and just like to keep I the ball rolling. Am yeah, so
1: excited. I really love the logo because Sarah oh, made the logo. What? She's what? amazing. She's amazing. Obviously. But like I love the logo because it's like I like to go. It's like a little coloring book. Oh, we should make a coloring printout, like a little coloring page. Ooh, yeah, because I, I literally sit on the computer and just like change out colors and like fill it, like I'm like literally a child. But I do like the uh, the retro vibe.
0: Right. right. You put
1: colors in there. Oh yeah, it's sick. It's, oh, I should make Wait. a gay one. Oh yes. Also, when does your sweatshirt come in? Oh, my sweatshirt should come in uh, by the end of this week. I think also, mine comes in today. Oh, that's very exciting. Also, if you guys uh, really love us uh, and you really love Sarah like I do, her birthday is coming up oh. soon. <laughs> it's going to be um, a day that's happening real soon. We'll post it on Instagram. It's on the 19th. Okay. But um, yeah, go ahead and like buy her something or <laughs> tip us. if Give her, give us money. Give us money. Happy <laughs> birthday to us. We want money, but it's not me. It's not for me. It's for Sarah. It's and for I'm Sarah. a good sister right now. Plugging it up.
0: Ew. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so You're much. Awesome. You know what? I'm just so glad that I can't go eat at a Well, I could if I wanted to go eat at a restaurant, but I'm not gonna. And therefore, I will avoid the whole horrifying experience of somebody singing the stupid birthday song to me. Do
1: people still do that? Oh, yeah. Weird. Right. Yeah.
0: Also, I don't identify with people who actually enjoy that experience. Like probably no. most Leos.
1: <laughs> Literally, it's a hundred percent a Leo vibe. <laughs> Absolutely, Leo, Aries, probably other signs that I don't know as well. Um, Tauruses like to have other ha- like make that happen for other people, people. and embarrass people. Yeah. Um, but i'm sure other people do too. Yeah, i don't know about that. I I just like a good time, you know? It's like that's really all i want. And honestly, doing karaoke with a bunch of comedians like that was a gift. That, that sounds it. like
0: a gift. I'm jealous. Hold on to that, that for gift. Like, the next year. And a half. Oh yeah, and we were talking about how it's already September and like i feel like i haven't even gotten used to i haven't gotten used to writing 2022 yet. And the year is almost over.
1: Babe, it's 2021. Oh, shit. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got some time to get used to that. I hate to break it to you. <laughs> <laughs> got a little bit of time.
0: All right. Well, on that note, where's time flying? Like, I know it's a phenomenon that, like, as you get older, time, you experience time faster. We actually talked about that in the time slip episode. Um,
1: Yeah, but also that makes sense because it's like, you know, when you're six, three years is half your age. Yeah, yeah. It's half your lifespan.
0: Yeah, exactly. And now it's just like every week is like both interminably long and also like where the fuck did the time go? Like we are in almost mid-September.
1: I know. Trust me. Very aware. I don't understand. I'm like very, very excited for fall. And for all of the bugs to die. Yes, Those are my same. two, like...
0: Fucking flies. Wait. Oh, my God. Did you see my snap yesterday about my cute jumping spider friend?
1: Oh, yeah. I do love jumping spiders. Oh, They're so
0: cute. Oh, my God. It was the cutest fucking thing I have ever seen in my whole life. So, one, he was adorable. I will share mm-hmm. a picture on our Instagram because he was so cute. Uh, but he was all black and white, which, hello, I love. And I was sitting under a tree, and I felt something on me, and I looked, and I saw there was a spider, and I was like, hey, can you get the spider off of me? (laughs) And my friend was like, yeah, sure. I was like, don't kill it, though. And she's like, okay. While, meanwhile, the giant man sitting across the table was like, oh, my God, what? How are you not freaking out right now? But anyways, that's besides the point. So she got the spider off me, and she just, like, 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 blew him off, and he... Like used this, it was little, really cute. He used this little web to like float like, I don't know, like five feet away. Right. Mm-hmm. But I saw him. He was off. And so then we were talking still again. And then on the same spot on my shoulder, I felt him again or felt Aww. something again. And I was like, what is happening? Is there another bug on me? And she's like, oh, my God, it's the same spider. So she tried to get him off of me. And then he tried to run down my shirt, which was fun. Oh. Uh,
1: <laughs> talk about being a spider magnet uh,
0: apparently and then so we finally we got him attracting them. yeah we finally got him off and we put him on the ground and every way i moved i tested it he turned to face me and he kept trying to walk towards me
1: oh my gosh
0: and my friend picked him up to look at him he was like about like a, like a, like an inch you know like the size of a oh, quarter that's pretty big Fur, but he was a jumping spider, like cute fur. You could see his eyeballs. Oh my god! Yeah,
1: no, but for jumping spiders, uh, like I, have I actually had one on me the other day. It was probably like two weeks ago. It's always the other day. It's like two weeks to six months ago. Yeah, me. yeah. Um, but yeah, I was sitting there and um, I felt something and I looked down and he was just a teeny little jumping spider, yeah. like not even a like just under maybe a centimeter, and um. He kept jumping all around.
0: Yeah. And
1: he was just tapping around being real cute, like a little spider frog. Well, yeah,
0: and so it was like it was nice that like, he was this big because you could see his like little yeah, legs moving, and his little can, like, eyeballs. And he had like cute little like furry pattern on the back of his his uh body. I don't remember what the back of your a bug's body the is thorax? called. Yeah. Um so yeah, I made a friend. His name was Oscar. Told and you this name. <laughs> <laughs> I have decided that I'm going to get a jumping spider tattoo at some point.
1: Oh, you 100% should. Also, um, have I retracted my statement about tarantulas and people having tarantulas as pets being crazy? Because I want to retract that now. Why
0: do you want one now? Is that what's happening?
1: Uh, also, by the way... For anyone who looks us up on Instagram or whatever, I go by Ray. Ray is my middle name. I really don't care what I'm called, but it's like if I introduce myself to someone, I'm going to introduce myself as Ray. So I know it's like, hi, we're Sarah and Emily, but also I am Ray. So we have have a Gemini on the podcast. (laughs) Is like the side of me that's um, able to deal with people, and Emily's the side that can't.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is my favorite thing,
1: (laughs) so true, too. Oh,
0: gosh!
1: Oh man, anyways. So, I go by Ray at work, and um, I met some cool peeps at work and ended up going climbing with them. And, like, before we went climbing, one of them sent me a TikTok. Or a link to this girl's TikTok. I'm going to have to look it up to see so I can give her credit because she's so cute.
0: And she Um, has the cutest spider friends.
1: Yeah, yeah. So this person sent me uh, the the spider TikTok because she has a spider named Ray. And the spider's really cute. And she's like, don't scare anyone, Ray. And Ray is like, I'm gonna...
0: I'm not going to do it again. I y- love it. I'm not going to lie. Like, I really was tempted to be like, I should just take you home.
1: <laughs> I, okay. So after I went through and watched all of her TikToks and she has a lot of bugs. Um, let me find her TikTok because she's hilarious, but also, um, let's see. Ma- Emily Hess. Her name is Emily. That's oh, funny. hey. So it's Emily Hess, five, two, three on TikTok, um, but she's got a lot of different bugs, and her, her TikToks are so cute with her bugs and her enclosures. And she gets these little like hollowed out walnuts that are magnetized to the top of the of the enclosure, so the spiders have a cozy little place to hide, and it's really cute. And so then I was on her TikTok, and then I was like, oh, I think I want to, I want to have spider pets now. I think I, I think I like me some spider pets now. And then I found like three spiders in my room, and I was like, oh. We're already, we got them. We're here.
0: (laughs) Yep, you got those spider pets.
1: Yeah, I sure do. I have Steven. He is in uh, the plant next to my bed. Mm. Yeah, he's chill. He's tiny. He's tiny. He's the tiniest little spider, but he's got a very cute little web, and he catches me all the fruit flies, because, you know, I hate those fruit flies flying around. Dude,
0: they're so annoying. Yeah, I was very tempted to... uh, take oscar home with me but i figured that he would be better off in the real world
1: yeah 100 percent.
0: yeah but he 100%. was he was very cute i could see his eyeballs he did the little like waving thing with their like front oh
1: yeah with their little like beep,
0: beep. yeah I, I was gonna say paws the are they paws the
1: pinches, yeah, the
0: pinches. Yeah. oh yeah like fucking tanker <sighs> cliff oh my god oh yeah um Wait, but did yeah you say? Oh, I was thinking of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, where he does that, like, crazy... Yeah, but
1: what did you say?
0: Daniel Radcliffe.
1: Oh, I thought you were His, like,
0: his real name? Yeah, man?
1: take me on a cliff. But I'm like, well,
0: okay. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs>
1: take me on a cliff. <laughs> um, cool. Well, yeah. Do we want to talk about
0: stuff? Yes.
1: Are we? Who are we doing first?
0: Who would like to go first? You go, 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 go. go, go I feel go, like go, Bill I the go. Science Guy song. Bill, 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 <coughs> Bill, Bill, Bill.
1: Science rules. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good old Bill. You know what? I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. I love being a millennial. I think we really got the best deal. We got to believe I mean, people. aside from like crippling student
0: debt and
1: the jobs and
0: I mean, you know housing stuff and but like culturally, yeah, we the did depression
1: factors, yeah. yeah but like mental anguish. I feel like, you know, I saw this thing where it was like Gen Z was has crucified all of their role models and then they're mad that they don't have anyone that they can look up to. and I'm like, well, Oh, yeah. At least we were innocent. At least we were innocent, ignorant. We lived part of our life without the internet and social media. And I'm pretty okay with that. I don't yeah. care if the world wants to blame us because it's the world's fault that we're in debt. uh, Most of us, you know. Um. But yeah, no, that whole thing was like a fucking giant scam. So it is what it is. Yeah.
0: But yeah, our role models like, you know, Bill Nye, he's still great. I um, think yeah I'm the like, guy from wrong? blues clues oh hell my yeah. god steve uh miss frizzle hell yeah
1: yeah miss frizzle's a vibe for sure from
0: from the magic school bus oh god that was such a good show yeah you know we got some we got some good ones
1: yeah i just i feel like i feel like you know millennials are shit on and we're all depressed and like Yay! But also, <laughs> yay! We're, we're awesome. I'm pretty. I'm pretty. I'm feeling okay about it right now. Um, I'll check in with you next time. and Let you <laughs> know how that's changed. Ah, uh, the ebbs and flows. Of yes. The ebbs in our brain. Mm.
0: It's wonderful. Mm. Just mm, love yeah, just it. Ask
1: Miss Nora about. Just shut
0: the fuck up. <laughs>
1: Ooh. Uh, Nora Pinefreen and John Dopamine. Like John Doe.
0: I like that. I also thought you were going mi- to... What was that other word that you mispronounced? Oh, anatomist? Anatomist.
1: Well, <laughs> <laughs> anatomical.
0: I know. It was just cute. And also, I had to bring up something that you said wrong, because I say things wrong too much.
1: Listen, English isn't my first language, okay?
0: <laughs> All right, Christine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh no, my first language was a language that we developed oh. together.
0: God damn, you just keep mentioning things that are related to my story.
1: Ah! Okay, alright, I'm excited.
0: Uh, yeah, no, it's gonna be good.
1: Alright, I'm sure this is very exciting uh, for all of you that we're very excited, so. About Yay! ourselves, yeah. About mm-hmm. ourselves. Okay, so this week I wanted to do something supernaturally spooky. Oh. Spoopy. Super spoopy. Super spoopy. All
0: right. That um, voice is going to annoy me.
1: I'm so sorry.
0: No, you're not. <laughs>
1: <Nope>. <laughs> okay. Ooh. And so, like, I brought it up in our last episode that I am going to be a she-devil, a she-demon a devil <gasps> incarnate for Halloween. So, I was, like, looking for inspiration for my costume because I wanted to, like get some like female woman demon mythology to get like some cool ideas to yeah. like, as to which way I want to do my makeup if I want to add anything else not that I need to Jeez. Um, and uh, went tumbling down deep 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 girl just tell me what you're talking about into google's cunning chasm cunning chasm mm.
0: at least it's not anyways I'm going to stop at least it's not wood. Nothing. Nothing. A furry burrow. Yeah.
1: I, well, we stop always it. say Google Hole, so I was like, like ooh, I gotta yeah. bring some Mary Toft energy to the Google Hole. You
0: did. <laughs> you did.
1: <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, I'm talking about um, female demons. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Today we're gonna be talking about demons. We're gonna talk about she devils. But really, generally, Female demons or lady demons. Ooh, lady demons. Lady demons. Lady
0: demons.
1: Lady demons. Lady Lady (laughs) demons. Hey, watch it, guy. Eyes are up here. Stop looking at my lady (laughs) demons.
0: Okay, I like that.
1: All right. Um, But yes, lady demons are often just referred to as succuba or succubi. Or singularly, a succubus, which was oh. disappointing. I'm like, oh, I've, okay, that's annoying. Yeah. It, it gets so much better. Oh, ready? good. Yeah. Yes, this is my ladyman voice. Uh, <laughs> actually, I feel like my ladyman voice is more
0: like this. <laughs> that does sound like a ladyman demon voice.
1: Ladyman. Demon. <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> this is so <laughs> difficult for me. Ladyman. <laughs> All right. So, I'm sure you're all wondering, where did the word succubus come from? Yes, I am wondering. It came from men. Duh, yeah. The term succubus is derived from late Latin, uh, from the word succuba, which means paramour, and from succubar, which means to lie beneath. So, sub, under, cubar, to lie, which literally is specifically used to describe the implied sexual position of a female supernatural being relative to the male's position, a.k.a. missionary. Wait, what is, what is it, what's the male version of a succubus? A demon, a devil. I no, don't know.
0: there's another word for it. Incubus? Incubus, yeah. Mm, yes.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So, a succubus is literally like that. We are the okay, we. <laughs> see how I, ident- I identify as a ladyman. Ladyman. <laughs> but they're referred to it literally because that's they're like, oh yeah, they get fucked. Yay. Isn't that so great? No, it's not. I know.
0: Which is also funny because isn't succubus often re- implied that they're the one seducing somebody? Yep, or like
1: sucking the energy or the life out of something. Yeah, when I'm literally like, nope, we're named after being like.
0: We. You keep saying we, though.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's not even at all intentional. (laughs) Emily just really identifies
0: as a ladyman.
1: Oh, you just wait. You just wait. Okay, so cool. Um,. So now let's get deeper into, like, succubus shite. Yeah. So a succubus is said to take form of a beautiful young girl. Hashtag problematic as fuck. Because, hello, young girl, that's, no, 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 A beautiful old lady. That's what we want a succubus to be. We need to have consenting adults in the situation. Yes. And how can she be a demon if she's not even of age? <laughs> Um. Well, because
0: it's implied that men just want girls and not women. Ugh, That's what it, makes them more enticing, is if they right, seem listen, like a young is girl. This
1: not an episode about Joe Biden, okay? <laughs> I've been doing a lot of political jokes uh-huh, lately. Yeah. We're working on that. Oh, God, Sarah's face is so disgusting.
0: <laughs> like, I did not. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So... Oh, you're thinking of another one.
1: No, I had to pause for an 18-wheeler that sounded like it was trying to haunt this space with its noise. Yep. Um, okay, so yes, beautiful young lass, apparently. And under closer expe- inspection, she is said to have demonic deformities like mm-hmm. a snake-like tail or bird-like claws or talons. Um, Does that also- come from
0: never mind i'll stop
1: oh i'm gonna tell you okay i'm gonna tell okay. you okay. okay but like yeah. i'm like okay under closer inspection this like beautiful young girl is has a snake tail or like bird claws like maybe you shouldn't be like a pedophile ass motherfucker yeah exactly young girls yep. gives me flashbacks of like being sexualized by school dress codes mm-hmm. which kudos to gen z for calling that shit out That's, like, i another weird gen z flex but yeah
0: but still it is
1: but it's good, yeah, yeah. That's one That's one part of being a millennial that I was like, yeah, you're right, that did fucking suck, you're right. Actually, so many times they call things out, I'm like, ah, fuck. <laughs> yeah,
0: and it was so <laughs> terrible for us growing up in Florida and not being able to wear tank tops or decent shorts.
1: Right, right?
0: <sighs> or flip-flops. Right? Well, flip-flops is a safety issue, though, so never mind.
1: Yeah, I love how flip-flops is a safety issue when flip-flops is like the national shoe of Florida.
0: It is, but if you're trying to get out of a... You know, uh, I think it's like a fire hazard or something because tripping and slows people down and shit.
1: And someone might step on your flop and make you flip.
0: No, okay, anyways, continue, dear.
1: Alright, so a lot of folklore about succubi heavily mm-hmm. involved sexual activity with succubi and describes uh, the act of sexually penetrating the succubus or a succubus as entering a cavern of ice. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, maybe women don't solely exist for your sexual pleasure. I don't know, just a thought.
0: Well, so, um, my, my other... My, if I, I Go ahead.
1: I'm like, oh man, if I had that power to turn my cunning chasm into a cavern of ice at will, cunning
0: chasm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was gonna say that isn't. Yep, yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is why everyone's went like wondering. Oh, why do you keep saying we, Emily? <laughs>
0: Because she's a ladyman, obviously.
1: In the medical field, (laughs) some people believe that these tales of these interactions with succubi um, have a strong resemblance to stories that people have told about being abducted by aliens. (gasps)
0: Oh, <gasps> interesting.
1: Yeah, which I was like, okay, but also, mm, I don't know about that. I mean, I don't and know
0: about that either, but that is interesting.
1: I'm like, what are y'all doing in the medical field? Like, get it together. Yeah. Anyways. Um and then they also say that some of it uh, could be ascribed to sleep paralysis, um or hallucinations, like now that we like kind of have more advanced medical knowledge that maybe those were um, instances where people were like, oh, succubus took me, but there's actually, this is my favorite one. Are we ready? I'm ready. Furthermore, the experience of nocturnal emissions or wet dreams may explain the sexual aspect of the phenomenon.
0: Well, So these horny ass men are just blaming their shit. Yeah. On lady men's. Well yeah. gotta thank yeah. the the pious Christian or just pious culture. I don't know. Anyways, continue.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just like anyways. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Now in later folklore, succubi took the form of sirens.
0: That's what I was going to ask.
1: Yay. Yay. Okay. So sirens were considered the muses of the lower world. Um, Sirens, of course, are described as dangerous creatures with insidious intentions and knowing both past and the future as well as the present. Um, They are famous for luring sailors to their death with enchanting songs and their songs were said to be irresistibly sweet, and that they trapped the body and the soul in a fatal lethargy. Some lore even goes on to specify that sailors were so paralyzed by their fatal songs that they starved to death from refusing to leave once under the spell of a siren's song.
0: Ooh, interesting.
1: Apparently they were also known as airbenders, and were said to have the power to, quote, Charm the winds.
0: They were airbenders? Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, what about the waterbenders and the earthbenders?
1: You know, they actually seem to do a lot of bending. Um, mm. Because, you know, it's like they charm the winds. The winds, like pff, 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 the water, you know. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I know you don't want me to make that noise. No, there, I, don't. So I don't. That's why I
0: just. That's why
1: That's why I continued. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, originally sirens were actually depicted as both male and female, but the male siren vanished from artistic depictions around fifth century BC. Hmm. Okay. Right. Sirens were originally believed. To, now I didn't know this. Okay, but sirens were originally believed to be some sort of women bird hybrid that took on various forms. Interesting. Right. Mm-hmm. Grecians uh, depicted them as. This is, Okay, okay, wait, okay, wait, okay, wait. You gotta get into it for this next bit. <clears throat> so they say they took on various forms, right? One mm-hmm. of those various forms, all right? I don't know. Grecians depicted them as birds with large heads that were of a human woman, and they had scaly feet. Super hot vibe that yeah. I go behind. The um, scaly feet, especially. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, already got those. <laughs> Wouldn't be a ladyman without them. Yeah, exactly. Um. <laughs> All right. So in later artistic depictions, they were seen as female figures with bird legs, with or without wings, posed with a variety of musical instruments, which was like most mostly um, cherub type shit, like mm-hmm. lutes and harps and stuff. But yeah, so they had lady bodies. Uh, lady heads, bird legs, like an ostrich or a or a flamingo. This just makes me wonder never mind. With or without wings. Can you imagine a half person with flamingo legs just buckling up towards you with a harp like <laughs> knees snapping backwards? Well, I like feel like Yonics. that needs to
0: be depicted.
1: <laughs> the ladyman. Uh, maybe that'll be another addition for... Um, <sighs> For the spooky, the spooky season release in October.
0: Yes.
1: Um, yeah. So Anglo Latin folklore describes sirens as what I always thought a siren to be, which was a bit like a mermaid with a female human torso. Yeah. A log fish tail and uh, fins instead of legs. That, w- that was literally the only siren that I ever thought existed. Yeah, that's what but I thought, too. Now I have learned things. Um, My favorite depiction, though, I saved for last. Byzantine law depicts the siren in the most hilarious way, in my opinion. Their depiction, which dates back to the 10th century, said that sirens were basically a sparrow from the waist up and the bottom half of them was a human female form.
0: Yikes is all I have to say.
1: Just like little chickadee top half. No tatas, but she got an ass. Like
0: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's just Which weird.
1: Is now gonna be my second Halloween costume. <laughs>
0: um okay
1: because i have a bird mask did i not tell you i got a bird mask oh yeah you did yeah i got a bird mask to scare people because that's what i like to do i haven't whipped it out yet but i feel like as soon as people know that i have it then it's just gonna be like a oh you know so i'm trying to find like the the best peak, way yeah peak moment to do it um but yeah yeah so i have a bird mask and i'm like oh shit now now that i know this I just wear some hot pants some fishnets and Wings and a bird mask and I'm good. I'm a siren. <laughs> that's some niche, spooky. I was shit. gonna say
0: that's real niche. Please, <laughs> please make that happen though. Everybody oh, I wants am. to it, see that.
1: It's gonna be for brunch on Sunday, the Sunday either after <laughs> Halloween or like Halloween day. Yeah.
0: It is I'm gonna Halloween be Serving on a brunch
1: like that. I don't know. I'm gonna check the calendar right now. I'm clicking. So, yeah, Halloween is on a Sunday, so it will be on actually Halloween day. Okay, okay. Okay. Alright. Some other delightful siren highlights are as follows. One legend in Greek mythology says that Hera, queen of the gods, persuaded sirens to enter a singing contest with the muses which the Muses won. When the Muses were declared the winners, they plucked the feathers of the sirens to make crowns for themselves as you Yikes. do. And the sirens were condemned and fell into the sea, forming an array of white rocky islands. There's Ooh. where the earth bending kind of comes into play. Interesting. Right? Um, mythology is so
0: creative i'm just gonna say
1: it really is man they must have been on some like greek that's what i was thinking too right (laughs) they are said to have stayed in the waves because a wave created venus how cute is that
0: that is really cute but also what
1: yeah like so they lost They fell into the waves. They became these rocky islands. And then the sirens are said to have stayed in the waves, which maybe is where we transition from, like, the bird view of sirens to, like, the fish view of sirens. I don't
0: know. Oh, okay, okay. I got you, I got you.
1: Another common Greek trope is the three sirens. I feel like Greek in yes. Grecian things, it's always groups of three. Yes. Um, but you have one playing the flute, one playing the harp, and the third is singing. So they're not all singing, which I feel like would be cool. Like, we, you know, we can do some harmonies, ladies.
0: We could. We definitely could. Um, in
1: 1789, Charles Bernay, uh, m- musical historian and composer, explained a theory in uh, General History of Music that said the name implies a songstress hence it is probable that in ancient times there may have been excellent singers but of corrupt morals on the coast of Sicily who by seducing voyagers gave rise to this fable Mm. so he's like you know lol modern medicine is like I don't know could be aliens and in 1789 old Charlie was like could have been con artists, just fucking with drunk sailors. And I'm like, you oh, know, that's you the kind of life
0: that I would have enjoyed.
1: Right? God, I know. People were so creative back then. But you know what? Nothing was recorded. And th- I feel like there was little consequences. Like, if you got if you got caught doing something, probably would have been killed, you know. But, like, YOLO, your lifespan yeah. isn't really projected to be that long anyways. And you're lucky you're still alive at this point, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, yeah. So, do whatever you
0: want to do. Yeah, I don't know. Been fun know. To, to fool some people like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, just to fuck with them. Yeah. 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 All right, so that's succubus slash sirens, okay? But that wasn't enough for me because I'm like, I know that there are ladymans, I know there are she devils. Mm-hmm. Like, what about Lilith?
0: Okay. I was going to say, you better mention her.
1: Better be. I did find that there are, apparently, Four original queens of the demons. Which <clears throat> I didn't warn anyone of last episode. I waited till it was way too fleshy before I warned anyone. Um, warning: This next part is blasphemous. <laughs> Particularly because I use the word tales and folklore a lot. Okay. <laughs> okay. But you know, I don't I don't identify as like a particularly like religious person. I like to be I like to think consider myself as spiritual, but really when it comes to shit like this, I just like a good story. Yeah. You I know? mean at this That's point what...
0: I feel like it also qualifies as like mythology.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you know? it's like, come on, the Greeks believed that the, they were all gods, like yeah. we'll get there eventually. Give us a few centuries, but whatever. <laughs> Anyways, so yes, I am a blasphemer. Enjoy. <laughs> um, the, <laughs> the four original queens of the demons are Lilith, no surprise there, mm-hmm. Aisheth, Agrat Bat Mahlat, and Naama. Wow. According to the Kabbalah and the school of Rashba, the original three queens of the demons, Agrat Bat Mahlat, Nah. Ama and Aisheth Zenunium.
0: I'm having Zen-num. so much fun watching you do this. Like, <laughs> so much movement.
1: It's a lot of movement in yeah. my mouth. <laughs> okay. Anyways, um, them and their cohorts gave birth to children, and Lilith did not. So, they, they were apparently the original three, and Lilith kind of, like, joined up in the ranks. What? Um, really? Yeah, because Lilith was actually...
0: Oh, yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah,
1: I actually, I have, like, a whole thing about Lilith, but... Good. In Zoharistic... I don't... Zohar. Z-O-H-A-R. Zahar? Is it Zaharistic? I don't know how to say it. Thoughts?
0: Zonaria is how you... Nope, never mind, I'm not gonna stop. Uh,
1: Zonaria? Zonaria? <laughs> Yeah, I say I tell you it's spelled Z O H R, and you're like it's pronounced zonaria.
0: Take that out too, please.
1: No, that's
0: hilarious. Stop.
1: Zonaria. No, hold on. Oh my god. <laughs> Like Lilith got Zodaria, which she had sex with the demon. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. I mean, probably. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, man.
0: Fucking tell your story.
1: <laughs> All right. So in Zoharistic Kabbalah, there were four succubi who mated with Archangel Samuel or Samuel? Samael. Samael. Thank you. You're welcome you so much <laughs> i love you too wow that you know beautiful you know Sa- honestly i didn't look it up and i kept thinking i gotta look it up and then when i'm getting ready for this totally forgot
0: fun fact in the book that i'm reading Samael makes an appearance but Samael's is also uh the other name for the devil yeah
1: yeah I okay. Know. okay yeah yeah so archangel Samael. okay
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um they all had a good time
1: they all had a good time. Now, our main bee, who hooked up with Samael, is Lilith. And that's the one that we're all familiar with, obviously, at least a little bit. Um, she is known in Judaic mythology as Adam's first wife, um, but also as a primordial she-demon, naturally. Yes, ladyman. A lady um, She's described in the Babylonian Talmud as a, quote, hot fiery female who first cohabitated with man and you know when well you know whenever women are described as fiery that means that they are not behaving correctly
0: i know that yeah that's always like that's like a big pet peeve of mine somebody's like oh why are you being so fiery or feisty and like shut the fuck
1: Up. I'm like, okay, so the next time you're mad, Brian, do you want me to come up to you and be like, why are you so feisty today? Yeah. You're so spicy.
0: Ah, spicy. That's the other one. I fucking hate it. I hate it. It makes me want it. to set
1: myself on fire. Like the ladyman you are. Like the ladyman I am with my scaly feet and my one long toe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I gotta go back and re listen to that episode because, man.
1: i've been going back actually and re-listening to us to get ideas for illustrations so yeah get excited because i'm we're gonna be illustrating some stuff for october based on our episodes yes
0: you're welcome welcome, everybody
1: Um, but yeah yeah no though there's some good there's some good moments out there for sure
0: i just remember the the pureness of your voice everybody has that right Right? (laughs) So sorry, uh Lilith in Judeo Christian mythology was Adam's first wife.
1: A hot, fiery female. Yep. <clears throat> In some Jewish folklore, um, it says that she was created from the same clay as Adam, but despite being made from the same clay, she somehow ended up becoming an all-powerful demon goddess and ruler of the underworld.
0: Yeah, that's pretty impressive. And
1: Adam was just like some average dude who tried to force her to have sex with him against her will. Okay. And
0: then, you know, when uh, that didn't work, he went and got a new wife made from him so she would be... Inferior? Anyways, continue, so sorry. Yeah, he
1: basically made a sex toy out of his own body. That's how desperate he was to get laid. He's the original Dr. Frankenstein. Ooh, yeah. That was a great reaction. (laughs) Ooh, (laughs) fuck yeah. Um, The apocryphal book of Genesis says... um, this is like a little combo between lilith and adam and she's like why should i long lie beneath you um i was also made with dust and therefore i am your equal as adam tried to force her to obey lilith angry pronounced the name of god and left and when she left the Garden of Eden, that's when she coupled up with Archangel Samael. And Samael is an archangel in Talmudic lore, but many of his qualities are similar to the Christian notion of Satan. He is also identified as a fallen angel, mm-hmm. um, and he's not necessarily depicted as evil, so he's like a bit of Tom Ellis playing Lucifer Morningstar kind of vibe, like if you ask me. Yes! He's not bad, but he's not pure, Also, I guess.
0: that's just my favorite depiction Same. God.
1: Same. Yeah. Yeah. No, I do love him. He's great. It does a great show.
0: Yep. It's such a good show. He does so well. And I love the mythology in that show too.
1: Yeah. He's got great bone structure too.
0: Yes, he's he's very pretty.
1: He is, but it's, like, it's so nice and, like, angular, you know? Yeah, no. I feel uh, like it's just such a cool vibe. It's a... He's got His face is cool vibe.
0: His face is a cool vibe. <laughs> a cool vibe. Um, <laughs> I like
1: your skull, man. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's that's just That's basically like, what you're saying when you're, like, someone has good bone structure, like, you got a nice skull oh, under there. that's
0: true. I also <laughs> really like the, like, he has such dark lashes that it makes it look like he has eyeliner, because apparently that Ooh, emo yes. kid in me just can't get enough of that.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it's a vibe for sure. Um, one of Samael's main roles in Jewish lore is that of the Angel of Death and the head Satan of the Satans. Um, so he's the H-S-I-C. Wait, Samael
0: is also the Angel of Death? In Jewish
1: lore. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So that's why I'm kind of more talking about these people or these, like, names or whatever, uh, gods, angels, whatever they are, demons, these mythological creatures. I'm talking about them more as like their character rather than depicting it from like one specific vibe because I'm like, okay, so we've got Lilith and Samael, but there's there's different traits depicted in different Judaic you know shit. It's and like Christian shit. I like there's different say, stuff pulled in each one. So I'm kind of trying to get an amalgamation of it.
0: I mean it's just like the different interpretations of like superheroes. Different, uh, you know, comics will portray them differently and, you know, slightly different spins, slightly different jobs, slightly different struggles. Look at all of the the 5,000. I was going to say the 5,000 Spider-Man movies.
1: Yeah, it's the Peter Parker syndrome. Um, So, yeah, so we're trying to pull pull them all together here. Um, In some texts, he has said to have been responsible for orchestrating Adam's downfall by employing the infamous enchanted talking snake, which I think is like really great because he's like looking out for his homegirl Lilith and like, she's like, fuck you, I'm out of here. I'm not your property. I am not anything you own. I am your equal. So I'm going to dip. And then she see, she meets Samael, who's the literal HSIC, like the head Satan in charge, the angel of death, which also I find is really interesting because a lot of other, um, there's like interesting other like, it's like, <laughs> it's like I'm literally talking about this like it's a fanfic. i um, like, <laughs> There's other, like, canonical, like, things about Lilith that I've seen in other, like, resources where people theorize that she... Because there's, like, this whole theory where Lilith, like, steals babies or kills babies or children or, like, takes them. But there's another theory. It's kind of like tarot cards, how there's, like, a reverse yeah. side to each one. There's, like, another school of thought where it's, like, she is the goddess of the underworld. And the underworld is really just, like, plants and animals and, like, um and living things that does not necessarily have, like, a sentient voice that we know how to communicate with and she communicates with them or so therefore she looks also after like young children and young babies that don't know well enough for themselves. And she like looks out for them. And also the part, another part of that theory, sorry, another part of that theory is um that she like seeks to end their suffering.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, I was just going to mention that there's also another theory that she was the first witch yeah yeah
1: yeah it's just like i i really it's so interesting because the more that i read about lilith the more i'm like fucking bomb ass bitch i and know I think it's so great that it's like that that this is even said in some texts that Samael is the one responsible for putting this shit together when you see what adam has done and yeah. you're like oh yeah fuck that guy and then they're like you know what let's fucking prank him Let's send him a talking snake. Let's make, let's get him to fuck up all this okay. shit that he has going with God right now. But
0: my other thought, I don't know why I never thought of this before. Probably because anyways, I'm not going to go there. Uh, so like Samuel goes and tempts Adam's wife with a, with his snake. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Were they even married?
0: Yeah. I mean, he created him to be his wife.
1: She's, liter- she's literally Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. She's not even the... No, br- she's the bride of Fran- Franken- Well, No, she's not. Yeah, He's you're Dr. Right. Frankenstein. She's unless, the
0: monster. Unless God is Dr. Frankenstein, and then created no. Adam, and then he sucked, and then was like, and well, he- let me create a bride for you so you suck less.
1: Yeah, but I feel like Frankenstein's mo- monster was like nicer and cuter than Adam.
0: Oh, for sure. In the books, he is definitely the, the uh, Dr. Dr Frankenstein, Frankenstein. Yeah. is more of the villain than the monster is.
1: Yeah that's what I'm saying. I feel like Adam is just like not that cute and innocent um, So yeah so I thought that that was really interesting. Uh, Okay, so, okay, so after Cain killed Abel, allegedly, and Adam separated himself from Eve for, like, a cool 130 years, Lilith and Naama are said in some stories to have seduced Adam and given birth to his demonic children, which became the plagues of mankind. (laughs) So, again, a little vengeful, but it's also kind of like, maybe you shouldn't be a fucking asshole. Maybe that's the vibe here. Maybe. But anyways, I don't have any, I'm not like swayed one way or the other or anything. Also,
0: fun fact, I almost was Lilith for Halloween last year. Yes.
1: Yes. I go Lilith every Halloween.
0: Lilith from uh, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina is, she's my favorite character in that whole show.
1: She's, oh, nice. Oh
0: my God. She's so great.
1: Um. Okay, in Hebrew language text, the term Lilith or Lilith translates as night creature, night monster, night hag, or (laughs) screech owl. (laughs) Lilith is often interpreted as a dangerous demon of the night who is sexually wanton and who steals babies in the darkness, as I mentioned. But obviously, there is another side to that coin that other people do believe that... um, You know, that shit's not stealing babies. It's, like, looking out for, you know, the lower level, um, like creatures yeah because it also goes into like how she you know how she is like the god of the underworld but the underworld isn't what we think it is or the goddess of the underworld but the underworld isn't what we think it is and the underworld is like you know like the energy of like trees and plants and nature and like and Mm -hmm. then it goes into like sprites and fairies and like gnomes and devas you know what i mean yeah that kind of stuff um but also like literal screech owl. And, like, other translations of Lilith include uh, Night Owl, Night Spectre, Vampire, and night bird. So, like, when we go back and think about the whole succubus thing and how it was like, yeah, probably it was because of dudes having wet dreams. Like, why do I get the feeling that the entire notion of Lilith is literally just... Come from people, dudes, being scared by nocturnal birds, screech owls, while they were having impure thoughts and or wet dreams. Yep. Is this why birds lost their penises? (laughs) Is Lilith to blame for that, too? (laughs) Also
0: reminds me of the time that uh, a screech owl flew at a man that I was uh, adventuring with. We were, you know, exploring this location and a screech owl or no, I don't know if it was a screech owl, but it was a barn owl flew out and I just, I just like, like moved. So, you know, like hid behind a door and he like Mm -hmm. flew by and he did not see what it was that was making that noise and fucking booked it out of this building and left me there
1: yo men are scared of birds I
0: don't understand
1: men are scared of birds and spiders apparently I got apparently. the bird mask and spiders yes and spiders I got the bird mask to scare, a, to scare a dude because he's afraid of birds
0: oh man I can't wait to hear how that goes
1: Oh, I'm very excited. I like honestly, it's like I just want it to be perfect, so I'm just trying to like really like
0: you not know. put any pressure on yourself at all about it.
1: No, I'm I'm planting seeds, you know. So like I made up a story about how a bird got stuck in the house and we couldn't get it out, and it was making this creepy noise for a long time. And I've been collecting like bird noises and like creepy things. I also have like feathers that I'm just gonna randomly put wow. somewhere. So it's kinda, like it's a slow burn, slowly and surely he's gonna just be like, oh my god, birds are getting in everywhere. What the fuck is going Going on and then one day I'm just going to be like, bam, I'm a fucking bird.
0: <laughs> and then he's going to have a heart attack.
1: Eh, probably. Um, but anyways, so moving on to the next queen of the demons, we have Naama, which is Hebrew for pleasant. Oh! Yes. Um, she is said to have seduced many men by playing the cymbals. <laughs>
0: That is impressive. I would like to acquire that skill.
1: <laughs> Fucking goals. Seductive symbolic temptress. Yeah. Um, another ha- Halloween idea for you all. I was going to say,
0: welcome. that's exactly what that sounds like to me.
1: Oh, man. Should I bring symbols on Halloween? Just like giant pigeon masks? Just crashing symbols please, and, like please doing like do some that. body rolls. <laughs> oh my I gosh. swear to God. That would be hilarious. Yes, um, it would. Right? Okay, so she is said to have given birth to Ashmadai, or Ash-Modai, um, the king of devils, also known as the prince of demons. Not sure what got him demoted, but... <laughs>
0: okay. I thought that was Satan, but...
1: It's just in some okay. different texts. Yeah, it's like some of it's like from Talmudistic stuff, some of it's Cabal, some of it's the Zohar... Uh, so in the Zohar, Na'ama and Lilith are like kind of depicted as the di- ni- as a dynamic duo. And that's where we hear about the whole thing of them coming back and um, seducing Adam and giving birth to mm, the okay. plagues. And um, also where it describes Na'ama as taking on diff- multiple different forms to entice men. Um, And I have a quote here that says, She makes sport with the sons of man and conceives from them through their dreams from the male desire, and she attaches herself to them. She takes the desire in nothing more, and from that desire she conceives and brings forth all kinds of demons into the world. And those sons she bears from men visit the women of humankind who then conceive them and give birth to spirits all and all of them go to the first Lilith and she brings them up. Oh my so gosh. Br- Lilith is just raising these. So this is this is their this is their side hustle. Na'ama Apparently and Lilith not almost like I'm just going to take your desire because you're a horny fucking devil and I don't like it and you're going to give birth to my demon spirit army and Lilith is going to be training them. So <laughs>
0: That does sound like, I was going to say, that sounds like quite the operation.
1: It sure does. I want to see movies about this shit, guys. Like I don't need to see another goddamn Hobbit movie. I don't need to see another fucking Marvel movie. I want to see this shit. I want to see Naama and Lilith running the supernatural mythological worlds. Realms. I don't even know. Yes.
0: Um, I mean, they did have a show about Lucifer.
1: Maybe they'll just... uh, switch to Lilith. Yeah, and that quote was from the Hebrew goddess which was written by Raphael Patai. Raphael okay. Um, Naama is also said to be the goddess of divination um, and her alleged status among pseudo-Christian occultists as a sinister being is associated with evildoing. Out of all demons, she is seen as the most. Okay, we're just gonna.
0: Oh, I was about to say, okay, but if her power is divination, and she is the most evil doing, it sounds like she's the most evil doing because she has the power of knowledge. (laughs) Which yeah, that's an evil woman right there.
1: A smart one. It just keeps on that train like on yeah. that exact subject um, because also I just have like a couple other points here is, um, yeah. but I'm gonna come back to that because okay. yes that is the train of thought in my mind that's where I got that's where my brain went to all of this is like oh okay um, cause out of all demons, she is seen as the most sensual and virtuous. And she is uh, considered a demoness of sacred sexuality, which is to that same point. It's like, Oh no, they consider themselves equals to men. They're evil. Yeah. Oh no, they're knowledgeable. They're evil. Mm-hmm. It's for evil purposes. Oh no, they are empowered in their sexuality and are, uh, you know, using using that to their advantage because men are trying to fuck them over in every possible situation. That's evil as fuck. They're demons. That's yep. the fucking point. Like, it's so ridiculous. So now we're on to Aisheth, the third demon queen. And um, in the Kabbalah, her name literally translates to Woman of Whoredom.
0: Wow. Also, which, I'm not gonna lie, I initially thought that she was a hoarder (laughs) a
1: hoarder no which i'm gonna start using that now like anytime i'm bored i'm just like uh up in that whoredom right now you know yeah i'm a woman of whoredom i like that i like that that's like that's a title i should put that on my instagram and my bio (laughs) (laughs) um also she's uh depicted as an angel of prostitution Mm. hashtag women's first profession hashtag sex work is work it's true It is, it is, and there's an angel of pride, and also, I'm gonna come back to that term, I'm gonna come back to that term, but she is regarded as the wisest and eldest of the four queens, she's said to provide protection to the innocent and vulnerable, um, her powers range from vengeance and death to crone magic, sex magic, sacred sexuality, and acquisition of wealth. Does this not sound like the bossest ass bitch?
0: Hey, I was gonna say, I want... To be friends with her,
1: literally. Okay, so I had to, um, I had to look up sex magic. Obviously,
0: I was gonna say, you know, that's a real thing, right? Anyways, continue.
1: Yes, it is. <laughs> so, sex magic is any type of sexual activity used in magical, magical, magical ritualistic or otherwise religious and spiritual pursuits. One practice. <laughs> One practice of sex magic is using sexual arousal or orgasm with vis- visualization of a desired result. A uh, Premise posited by sex magicians. That's a title <laughs> if I've ever heard one. Fucking yeah. Is the concept that sexual energy is a potent force that can be harnessed to transcend one's normally perceived reality. Yeah, sex magician has been added to my Halloween costume list of ideas. Yes. Uh, thank you for asking. And you're welcome, world. Yep. Um, that's pretty much all I could find out about her. And then the last one's kind of short, too. Um, our last queen of the demons is Agrat Bat Mahlat, also known as Agraf. Um, and Mahlat and Agrat are proper names, and Bat means daughter of in Hebrew, so therefore Agrat, Bat, Mahlat, Mahlat. <laughs> I'm trying to say it right, but it means that it's Agrat is the daughter and the of the doing. <laughs> I keep doing the sad movement to get it out. Mahlat. She's, like, she's like a little bird. I am. Watch out! That siren. Yeah. Watch out! This little bird's gonna get you. Cut your dick off. Oh my God.
0: What? I'm from Florida. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? Oh no! Don't do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Shout out to all these people that are always in the news. The Florida women in the news for cutting dicks off. We see you. You're actually are terrifying.
0: Was, that's a that's a topic that I was gonna actually. Bring up on the podcast one day.
1: Word, all right, guys. You have been warned. You've been fucking warned. Um, in rabbinic literature of Yalkut Harash, on the i um, on the eaves of Wednesday and Saturday. Agrat is the, quote, dancing roof demon who haunts the air with her chariot and her train of 18 messengers, slash angels, of spiritual destruction. She dances while Lilith howls or screeches. <laughs> sounds like my kind of party. Yeah,
0: I was going to say, it sounds like a nice way to spend a Friday
1: night, because it said eve of Saturday, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, she is also, quote, the mistress of the sorceresses who communicated magic secrets to Amamar, a Jewish sage. She's also known as an angel of sacred prostitution as well. And apparently her, Lilith, Naama, and Aisheth would all get down with Samael in a very biblical way. Like, all (laughs) together. Hashtag queer as fuck. Hashtag sex positive. Hashtag my kind of party. Yeah, that definitely sounds nice.
0: Yeah, that definitely sounds nice. (laughs) I know, I said that out loud, and I was like, oh,
1: well, those are the words that I used. But, you know, know, it sounds like a party. Yeah, they they are definitely um, about it, and I'm into it. And also... Um, sacred prostitution is defined as paid intercourse performed in the context of religious worship. Sacred sex is defined as sex that is, quote, so spectacular that it becomes a religious experience. Interesting. Like, at least these queens are getting some royalties. <laughs> They're getting that paper. Get that paper. <laughs> Shut up. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're getting paid for their craft, as they should, as we all should. As, yeah, it's true. Mm, yeah. Um, outside of academic debate, sacred prostitution has been adopted as a sign of distinction by sex workers, modern pagans, and practitioners of sex magic. Hashtag sex magicians. Mm-hmm. Um, and social authors have both described it as a subproduct of patriarchy and embraced it as a symbol, symbol of women's empowerment. Mm-hmm. No shit, Sherlock. And after reading all of this, that these are the queens of the demons, um, they're actually the angels of female empowerment. Can I get a what what? Mm-hmm. They are described as angels several times. Okay. But... I okay, also, also, when you were like, this sounds like my kind of party, I'm like, this, I I understand how people can end up being devil worshipers. If these are the devils that we are worshiping, like, if worshiping the devil is equal to worshiping and empowering women, then count me the fuck in. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so now we're gonna, we're gonna touch on that angel word. Yeah. Because we've been calling them the angel of like sex magic and spiritual prostitution, or what is it? Sacred, sacred prostitution sacred (laughs) oh
0: my god so angel
1: yeah because i'm like are there female angels that aren't demonized in no. these
0: texts? I'm going to say no. no.
1: Yeah. There aren't. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was going to be like, can you name one? No, you can't. No. I fucking dare you. You definitely can't. And and if you can't, if you think you can, keep listening. Okay. Keep listening. So I'm about to shut it down. I don't know who I'm mad at. I'm like, not even I like was going to say. She's like watching me. I'm like, oh.
0: <laughs> really <laughs> feeling it. The rage really is strong am. with this I'm one. I'm using
1: lots of hand motions. I,
0: they're blurred across the screen. It's a, Oh my God, are they frenzy. really?
1: Yes. So it's a frenzy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, okay, so I did look it up. And I was like, are there any female angels? And I found this answer from a website called gotquestions.org. yes sounds like a great website my kind of website yeah. i have many questions i need them all answered <laughs> um so the question of whether angels are male or female is moot angels are spirit beings and therefore assigning them a gender is pointless the most we can say is that scripture depicts angels as if they were male every reference to angels in scripture is in the masculine gender mm-hmm. the greek word for angel in the new testament Angelos is in the masculine form. In fact, a feminine form of Angelos does not exist. There are three genders in grammar, masculine, feminine, and neutral. And angels have are never referred to in any other gender other than masculine. In the many appearances of angels in the Bible, they are never referred to as she or it. They are only referred to as he. he. Yeah. Furthermore, when angels appeared, they're always dressed as human males. Mm-hmm. Um, no, ev- no angel ever appears in scripture dressed as a female. Um Some people point to Zechariah 5.9 as an example of female angels. And that verse says, When I looked up, and therefore before me were two women with the wind in their wings. They had wings like those of a stork, and they lifted up the basket between heaven and earth. The problem is that the women, in this prophetic vision, are not angels. They are called Nashim, Nashim. I hope I said that right, or women, as is the woman in the basket representing wickedness in the verses 7 and 8. (laughs) By contrast, the angel that Zechariah was speaking to is called malak, a completely different word meaning angel or messenger. So the fact that the women have wings in Zechariah's vision might suggest angels too us but we got to be careful about going beyond what the text actually says also this is just like a vision zechariah was having like he was he's just Ayahuasca hallucinating yeah <laughs> yeah exactly
0: but um, he's hallucinating women with wings so that means that they're demons obviously
1: obviously and bringing wickedness
0: into this world is
1: that what you were reading? yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> oh. representing wickedness yep. exactly like fucking christ uh, <laughs> so <sorry. laughs> I warned you it was going to get blasphemous in here. <sighs> She's a lay demon, everybody. I'm a lay demon, and I'm not afraid to fucking say it. I did Google female angels again just to see, like, because I Googled it. I found that, and then I was like, okay, I need to search beyond, like, the first result. Um, and the first question listed under people also ask is, who is the... Female angel. I told you if you thought you had me, you didn't. And uh, the answer is a secret. Her name is Victoria.
0: <laughs> that was not where I thought we were going. You had me on Tender Hooks. I was like, who? Who?
1: Yes! Who is it? Who is it? Oh, that's so funny. Yep. Um, okay, but no, there is a story about an angel by the name of Layla. But don't get too excited. She is only recognized as an angel in certain translations and interpretations of certain texts. The word Layla in Hebrew translates to the word night. Ooh. So,
0: which is what they associate with demons and women.
1: Yes, but night is a feminine noun. Mm. Uh, So Layla is a feminine noun in Hebrew. So that's why I'm like, don't get too excited because it's literally some people's interpretation of certain translations of these passages. So literally when you read it, it is just said as night. Night is doing this. Night is doing that. You know, it's not a specific... Um, person, but some people... You know, it's kind of like when J.K. Rowling was like, didn't you know Dumbledore's gay? It's like, you know, the the words, the scriptures, the tales, the tablets, whatever the fuck, they came out. The tablets! And everyone's the like, tablets! <laughs> exactly. The <laughs> tablets! The tablets! Everyone's rushing to get their copy. They open it up and they're like, what the fuck? There's no women in this? Like, there's no lady power? What's going on? They're all evil? And they were like, wait, wait, wait. wait. No, no, no. There's one... Um. Yeah. This one, they're like, oh, but that says Shu, and they're like, no, that's her name. Her name is Shu. Her name is (laughs) Shu. Yeah, Shu's really cool. You just gotta, you gotta really read into it, like. You gotta like really,
0: really read between the lines, and then you'll see. Yeah. yeah.
1: So of those people that are like, no, I really think that this is an angel and here's why. This is what they think of Layla as an angel. Tell me if you think you've heard this somewhere before earlier in this podcast. Hair Layla, flipping all. I know. I know. That's really why I wore it today. So I could just flip my hair everywhere. That's so funny.
0: <laughs> I know. I've been watching you play with it. And
1: it's, it's so nice. It feels yeah. so soft. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Um, so yeah get ready get ready listen to this shit so Layla apparently chooses a soul from the garden of eden and commands it to enter the embryo actually this is kind of cool but i still don't think it's Layla. that's my point okay i think it's another person that we'd be demonizing but that's my opinion okay um another l name another l name yeah Yeah, yeah, there we go Mm -hmm. um Layla watches over the development of the embryo in the womb and shows the rewards and punishments available to the, d- the individual as they develop. Right before birth, Layla strikes the newborn above the lip, making it forget everything that has it has learned, and it creates the philtrum, which is also known as the medial cleft or like the vertical indentation oh, above the, the lip and uh-huh. beneath the nose. And um, and Layla is said to serve as a guardian angel throughout that person's life and also at death and leads the soul to the afterlife. Hi, excuse me, who is basically married but not married because they don't need to be married to prove their love to each other um, to the angel of death? Who is also said to look after children? And you're going to give me this bullshit story about how Knight does all of this shit? No, give credit where credit is due. There is an angel. Her name is Lilith. Keys fucking close. But it's okay. We can be dark because I like that vibe. But I was still, gonna say, we
0: also like that vibe, but yeah.
1: Yeah, but still, I'm just like, anyways. So I like that story, though. I did think the story was really cute. Yeah. It's just like flicking you on the lip and be like, boop. Boop. There's <laughs> a little boop. Now you don't know anything. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Which, also, if that's an angel, rude. Like, (laughs) I was gonna say, I'm gonna spend all this time teaching you everything and then I'm gonna take it all away.
0: Yeah, and see how you do. Uh
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so Layla is basically like seen as the polar opposite of Lilith, but personally, I think that they're derived from the same storyline and that it's a side to Lilith that nobody like wants to actually give her credit for. Anyways, um,. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, it's like I'm more of like a spiritual person. I like to say that I believe in the universe, but it's like I really just love a good story. And it kind of feels, kind of feels after reading all of this and finding all of this out that the heavens were like literally stolen away from women or like female bodied or female okay, but uh, what if emulated energies or just what feminine, if though? femininity. What if
0: we just live in the wrong universe and they just were like, "Fuck that shit," and they went to a better universe?
1: Well,
0: but uh, then they but then they left the rest of us behind, so that kind of sucks.
1: But you know, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I thought this was gonna be taking dark turns, but yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let in. I tried to. Oh boy. Okay. Ooh. So love the creativity and the darkness behind that theory that you just brought up to yes. all. However, the oldest creation story that has ever been found is called the Aridu or Eridu Genesis. Uh-huh. And that was written on Sumerian tablets and it is the earliest record of a Sumerian creation myth Mm -hmm. and it was found on a single tablet that was excavated by the expedition of the University of Pennsylvania in 1893 Mm -hmm. and it is written in a Sumerian language dated to be from 1600 BC. Okay. Now I I did look it up. Uh, some of the oldest creation stories in like um, Chinese literature or in Asian literature um, dates back to like the fourth and fifth century, which is about when sirens switched in, in, in this uh, w- portion of the world when I was talking about sirens, sirens so that was like fifth yeah. century. So 1600 BCE, that's 16th century BCE. That's so long ago. Yeah. That's so long ago. Very ancient, okay? And on this tablet, in the story of creation, the creator of all that we know and of all mankind is a woman.
0: I mean, not to sound shitty, but like, duh, women give birth.
1: (laughs) You know? Yo. Wow. 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 I love you. Oh my gosh! I cannot believe that I never—you've given birth to a child, so I guess that makes sense. Like that—that, that, but like you—that damn! Why did I never think of that? Yeah. Yeah. Yo, women give birth.
0: I mean, the creator in Taíno mythology, uh, was Atabe, and she gave birth to two other gods. But yeah, she was the creator.
1: Wow love this mm-hmm. this is so fun mm-hmm. awesome yeah i gotta learn more about how to out yeah okay yeah wow yeah wow you just blew my fucking mind with that women give birth <laughs> That's all you
0: have to say. <laughs> i'm like what i mean like really? you know obviously there has to be a, a man there to do something but yeah the, you know
1: your chicken's got to be there to pop an egg out yeah yeah well I mean, wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I was literally like, I'm pretty sure, like, biblical, you know, Judeo-Christian, Kabbalistic, I'm pretty sure, like, all of that was taken from women. And then I found this about the Sumerian tablet, and I'm like, oh, yeah, probably, yeah. And then um, Mom brought up a good point when she brought up the book, uh, when god was a woman mm-hmm. so there's a quote in the beginning of that book that w- was talking about ashtoreth and ashtoreth was the despised pagan deity of the old testament and is actually astart the great goddess or no also known as queen of heaven mm-hmm. and which like a lot of biblical scribes like tried really hard to disguise her identity and repeatedly use, like, the masculine form which is Ashtoreth instead of Ashtart but they were talking about the same person and those heathen idol worshippers of the Bible had been praying to a woman god. <laughs> Can't do that. I know, right? So she, Astart, uh, is also known in some places as Enan, Inanna, Nana Newt, Not, Anahite, Ishtar, Isis, Osset, Isara, Asherah, Ashtart, Ataret, Atar, and Hathor. They were all different names for Ashtart, which was then biblically, like, disguised as Ashtareth.
0: Who um, was the creator.
1: Who was, yeah, who was the creator, the great goddess, the queen of heaven. And... Each name is like of in a different language and of a different dialect, but it's it refers to the divine ancestress, the great goddess. Um, And there's also archaeological evidence which proved that her religion had existed and flourished in the Near and Middle East for thousands of years before the arrival of patriarchal Abraham, which is when we get into these Judeo-Christian tropes, you know, canons. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, so coincidence? No, I don't think so. But also, do I think it's a coincidence that women give birth and women, like, are the creators in these ancient, 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 like, religions? And, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence at all. And, like, I thought it was so funny because I'm like, I thought I was being edgy this year. But it turns out there's... Nothing more feminine or ladylike than being a demon ladyman. or a devil or being demonized or being a ladyman or being a succubus or a siren or anything. I'm li- I'm literally like, I don't want to be an angel because I feel like girls are always angels, which is like it's true. But I, that is Victoria's problem. That's Victoria's secret. That's what <laughs> they're doing. That's true. They're trying to take it back. If that company wasn't run by a dude, I would like it more. yeah. Are like founded by a dude. Yeah. Because you can't kick us out of heaven and then be like, you're an angel. Like fuck off. You're an angel because I say
0: you are one. Yeah, you're an angel. Like because I made you one. Yeah. And like do the walk. Run around in underwear.
1: Oh, that's what I was gonna say earlier when I was like, I don't walk very much. Is because like I will like randomly be like, I need to practice my model walk. <laughs> If I'm, like, walking down a long hallway just going around, I'm like, all right, let's walk in a straight line, one foot in front of the other, chest out, tummy tape, pinch a penny, and go, baby, strut. (laughs) (laughs) That is my absolute favorite. I did that on the treadmill the other day. I'm not even kidding. It's hard. It It is hard. It's hard. Do that on the treadmill at, like, a decent incline. It doesn't have to be fast, but a decent incline. Try to engage everything and, like, really model walk it out, like... I was sore all over. All over. All over.
0: Okay, so one, that was awesome. Two, it reminds me of how, like, what you just said about wanting to be a demon. hmm Reminds me of how, like, in the last couple of years, I'm like, ah, I just really want to be a witch. And I remember when I first was like, why don't we like witches? And then I did more research into, like, the history of it. And, yeah. like, it's literally because witches were demonized for being independent or intelligent or capable or smart or whatever, you know? Yeah. There's nothing
1: Yeah, it's all it's all the same it's all in the same like line of thought. Yeah. Women are inherently evil for existing for considering themselves uh, men's equal mm-hmm. for th- having knowledge for being empowered in their own sexuality, you know, for, for not being taking strong. no shit. Yeah, for yeah. sticking up for
0: themselves. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's just crazy. Um yeah, I'm glad you liked it. Yes. Now I want to know what you're talking about. I want to know. And I'm wearing my devil shirt today.
0: I like it. I did notice that. This is my
1: favorite shirt, and I know I stole it from somebody, but I literally love it so much.
0: I'm not going to lie. You have heavy, like, me vibes.
1: (laughs) Right? Dark hair,
0: black shirt. I me down robe. Oh, God. Okay. Yes.
1: That's true. Well, it's true. This, I'm pretty sure, was one of your friends from high school. Yep. And then I stole it from you because I was like, excuse me, I need to look badass. So... I'm gonna need that for the next fifteen years. I still have
0: my darkest hour uh t-shirt with the horned goat creature on it.
1: Oh yeah my most scandalous yeah. one. Like yeah. the evil satyr. Yeah. Yeah, that's like my vibe. I'm gonna be like satiresque.
0: Yes, I can't wait to see. I'm so excited. <sighs> Did you know that the market for selling your personal information is huge? The California DMV makes $50 million a year off of selling your personal information, while the Florida DMV made a whopping $77
1: million in 2017 alone. And it doesn't stop there. Anytime you get a new car loan, house, or your credit is run, these companies sell your information, and it's all in the pesky fine print. So what can we do about that?
0: This is where our friends at Privacy Pros come in.
1: Privacy Pros is a for-profit, privately-owned privacy advocacy company. They focus on the removal of personally identifiable information, such as your name, date of birth, age, address, prior addresses, phone numbers, emails, the list goes on and on.
0: Basically, they go through the internet like awesome detectives and remove your personal information from the places it has been sold to. Everyone in the staff signs an NDA to make sure that your personal information doesn't go any farther and that your information actually stays private, unlike competitors who will go right back around and sell your information back once the contract is up.
1: All great stuff, but it gets even better. Privacy Pros is committed to helping people out, from helping people keep information private who work at nonprofits and advocacy groups, aiding divorcees and foiling stalkers, as well as helping trans folks bury their dead names
0: privacy pros is also a women-owned military spouse driven business with privacy pros you get five reports over a year the first one within two weeks of signing up and the other spaced out in order to keep monitoring for repopulating personal identifiable information visit privacy pros today to take back your privacy at privacypros.com Yes, we are.
1: <gasps>
0: really? Yes.
1: Ooh, I'm so excited.
0: I'm excited, too, especially with all of the things that you've been mentioning. Oh, well, that wait. you were mentioning earlier. I had to talk to mom because I was having trouble because there's just so many spooky things I want to talk about for spooky season. Like, I can't. There's right. not even enough time. Um, and so I like half researched a bunch, but I was thinking about it. And I wanted to do something that was, like, not super well-known or overdone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, you know, like, what makes... You know, we're in spooky season. But what makes a good spooky story? Hmm. You know, usually we get, like, unexplainable phenomena. Mm-hmm. Maybe possession.
1: <laughs> also, I was listening to our Imaginary Friends episode and... Oh God! That I called you possessed at one point.
0: Oh, I forgot you did that too.
1: Hey. I was like, maybe you were possessed, and I was like, oh man, that sounds really bad. And you're like, I didn't think it sounded bad. And I'm like, we're so weird.
0: We are weird. It's great. (laughs) But yeah, like a you know spooky story.
1: I mean, I didn't mean it in a bad way. But yes, spooky stories. I knew you. I don't know why I just. That's why I wasn't offended.
0: Uh, Yeah. It's okay. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We're so weird, guys. But yeah, so especially with like spooky stories, but also just like horror movies and stuff like that, unexplainable phenomenon, sometimes often possession, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of them also involve something innocent that has gone super sour or gotten out of control, right? Mm. Especially like a lot of horror stories start with like a game that gets out of hand. You know, the Ouija boards trope has been a thing since the Exorcist in the 70s. Which is Mm. is actually Was a game It's a game It's sold by a game company Right Um, If you think about the Jigsaw movies The big quote that is mentioned a lot Is do you want to play a game Right There's A Charlie demon That you summon him supposedly By asking him to play Like hey Charlie do you want to play And you have to see if he wants to respond Right These are all these, like, horror story movie tropes. Yeah. But what if it happened in real life? What if in real life there was a situation where a game got so out of hand and instead of being something fun and cute that bonds you, ends up literally destroying your life?
1: Like that time when we were playing girls and you pushed me into the wall and I had to go to the emergency room because I, mean, I split my head open and I needed to get stitches? Yes, but more extreme. <laughs> oh. oh, you mean like me telling you that you're pretending wasn't believable enough so no. I made you push me into the wall? <laughs> more extreme like that? Yes.
0: Uh slightly. Also guys, we were
1: meant to be an actress. I was gonna
0: say she was really into the real acting and it was funny because I distinctly remember being like, Emily, I don't want to hurt you and you're like, it's yeah, you're like the no. wall is cushioned.
1: Yeah, I know. There was like twenty layers of wallpaper on that wall.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um uh. but yeah, so like what if that happened in real life where a game it just got so fucking twisted and it took over your life and ended in disaster? hmm That's what the story is today. And this is the story of twin sisters, June and Jennifer Gibson, (gasps) also known as the Silent Twins. Uh, uh, uh,
1: This is a real thing that happened? This is a real
0: thing that happened, and not even that long ago, they would be the same age as Mom is.
1: What? Mm -hmm. When did twins start being, like, a thing in horror media? Horror tropes. I think the 70s. Oh, my gosh. Yeah.
0: So this is a story of June and Jennifer Gibson, also known as the Silent Twins. Okay. And I want to read you this quote to start this off. Okay. Uh-huh. When somebody later on in life asked June Gibson, one of the twins, why they decided to be th- silent for almost 30 years of their lives. June replied, we made a pact. We said we weren't going to speak to anybody, and we stopped talking all together. Only us two in our bedroom upstairs. That's how So this... they
1: talked to each other.
0: Mm-hmm. But nobody else. And that's how this started was a childhood game slash, I also think, was a coping mechanism, which I'm going to get into, that ended up completely controlling their lives. And it's also so interesting. Yes. And it's also very much a can't live with them. Can't live without them situation. Like really takes on a new meaning with the story. It becomes apparent with a quote from June's diary. She says she wants us to be equal. There's a murderous gleam in her eye. Dear Lord, I am scared of her. She is not normal. Someone is driving her insane.
1: It is me. Writes in their diary like that. Um, How old was she in that entry no, I need
0: you'll to see. know. You'll see. You'll see. Okay. Oh my God. So, yeah, this is a, a creepy twin story that, as we get on, I do think, you know, broaches on paranormal uh, occurrences because there's just some weird things that fucking happen. Okay.
1: Interesting.
0: But, uh, yeah, definitely bringing up uh, Gemini, all of our twinsy comments at the beginning. Yeah, you know,
1: it all, all ties in together. Yay, if you're a Gemini like me, or Ray. Oh, I should have said that. If you're a Gemini like Emily, or Ray is. Yeah.
0: Um, So, with this twin story, it starts off with their birth. These twins, June and Jennifer Gibson, were born in 1963 to Caribbean immigrants. Their parents were from Barbados. Their dad was, uh, he worked for the, he was in the RAF, the Royal Air Force, and their mom was a homemaker who cared for them and their siblings in the 60s. In 1973, they relocated to Wales for the Royal Air Force, and all throughout the girls' childhood, they were inseparable, which I feel like is pretty characteristic of twins, right? You know. Yeah. You have a tiny other person that looks exactly like you. Yeah. But as they got older, you know, they didn't want to communicate with anybody else other than themselves. So their father said, in the home, they'd talk, make sounds, and all that, but we knew that they weren't quite like, you know, normal children talking readily. So this was from a very young age.
1: Hmm.
0: And on top of that, we get to great stuff. In elementary school, they were bullied relentlessly. They lived in a small town in Wales, and there was... They were the only black children there, so they were bullied a mm. lot. And they were bullied so much that teachers even let them leave school early to avoid the bullying, wow. which probably just pushed them more into their twin twiniverse. <laughs> you know what I mean? In their little yeah, in their little world twiniverse. I feel like that's the best yeah, I can come up with.
1: Say they were entwined.
0: Hell, well, get out of here. God, I hate you I'm for sorry. coming up with that.
1: That was so good. Um. <laughs> like, oh, my apologies. I believe. <laughs> oh my gosh, someone was like, "Oh, I was telling someone last night to like kidnap another comic and make them to come to my open mic." I'm a nice person. Yeah, kind of friend, everybody. <laughs> um, I was like, just stick them in a bag and you know, kidnap him and bring them with you. You know. And um, and he was like, okay, well, I've got to get a bag that's, you know, that size so I can do that. And I was like, oh, I've got one in my car. And he was like, you do you have a bag in your car for someone to kidnap you? And I was like, well, I'd hate to be an inconvenience. (laughs) See, I
0: thought you were going to go a different way and be like, no, no, it's just in case I need to kidnap someone.
1: No, nope, no, nope. it's just cause that's how I feel. Yeah. You know, it's like when I fell down the stairs. I'm like, oh, I don't want to knock anything over. I <laughs> <laughs> just lay there, slithering down the stairs. I'll just be down here. Don't mind me. <laughs> Yikes.
0: Um. So yeah, June and Jennifer had a. You know, it was, it was not the easiest childhoods. Uh, being bullied like that, and you know. I don't think it I really don't think it helped with their developmental differences, okay? Their behavior uh-huh. was strange. and their parents noticed it, but kind of hoped that they would grow out of it. And then teachers started to notice things like they did intense mirroring. So like if one person tripped so and creepy. fell, yeah, the other person would fall down too. They would put on their jackets in sync drink tea in sync, walk in unison, in uncanny unison. Like, the fucking horror movie trope right there.
1: That's so interesting, though.
0: Although I bet they would have won the three-legged race, like, hardcore every time.
1: Oh, hardcore every time. But you gotta think that, like, when you practice mirroring somebody's, not you're not just mirroring their movement, you're mirroring their energy too. Oh, don't worry, we get into that. Oh, what?
0: Yeah, okay. Wait, let me just say this real quick.
1: Yeah, go, go, go. (laughs) Quote,
0: June later said, one day she'd wake up and be me and one day I would wake up and be her and we used to say to each other, give me myself back. If you give me myself back, I'll give you yourself back. Like, these were real questions they had with each other. Your conversations they had with okay. each other.
1: they sound, okay. Um, um, um. So, uh, for anyone who has ever taken psychedelics, uh, this sounds like when you are put in front of a mirror for the first time.
0: Dude, no, that's a huge theme. Okay, no, 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 it's a huge theme. Oh, my gosh, yeah, you're really touching on all the things I want to talk about. Okay, um, yeah, and so they would. They would extremely mirror each other to that, intense degree. I think uh, one of them, later on, They, I'm going to explain in a minute, but they see some therapists and they try to get them horseback riding and their mirroring was so extreme that when one fell off the horse, the other also had to fall off the horse. Like, not even joking.
1: Do um, you think it becomes so reflexive at a point? That yeah. Like, before they know that they're doing it, they're already mid-air. doing it.
0: Yeah. And, wow. yeah. This, uh, this behavior did go pretty much untreated until they were 11. But this, the staff at the school uh, were spooked by their behavior. And one yeah. teacher even called Jennifer evil because, you know, that's what good teachers do.
1: Wow, dude. Yes, we don't understand anything. Let's just call it evil. Yeah. There is real evil in the world, and it is not called out nearly enough.
0: No. When they were 11, they were at the school receiving shots. And the medical professional administering this shots was a little like weirded out because he said that they seemed, quote unquote, doll like and unresponsive. Like when he gave them the shot, they didn't even react. He's like, that's not normal for children.
1: <laughs> yeah. How old were they?
0: Eleven. And okay. so he notified a child psychologist. This. Opened the floodgates of specialists that saw the twins, June Jennifer, to try and help them communicate more with the outside world. Keep in mind, this is also in, like, peak creepy 70s psychology. I don't Mm. know. I just think of, like, psychiatric words and, like, terrible shit. Um, Yeah. But their attempts to have the twins communicate with anybody but themselves did not work. Uh, They also the twins only spoke in a language that they could understand. Nobody else could understand what they were saying. But like all the time is what they did. This was how they, that was the only time they talked was in their secret language.
1: I feel like we really dropped the ball on our
0: secret language. I know. I know that's what I was thinking (laughs) you. It was discovered that their language was actually a combination of very rapid English and Barbadian slang. So, okay. yeah, but it was still enough to where the parents couldn't really understand what they were saying either. The only other one that could understand them was one of their siblings, Rosie. She was their younger sister. Um, How
1: many other siblings did they have?
0: I think somebody somewhere it said three, but I only saw something about a Rosie and a Greta. So I don't know who the other sibling was.
1: Mm.
0: Um, but yeah, so they spoke in this language only to each other. And that's the only way they spoke. And, you know, these specialists came and saw them and couldn't really figure out if or what anything was actually wrong with them and still could not get them to communicate with anybody else. One of the therapists, Ann Treherne, wow, good job, Sarah. Trehern was <laughs> she was an expert on elective mutes, which means people who... Just don't talk. They choose not to talk.
1: So when they were 11, they decided not to talk.
0: No, no, no. They decided not to talk to anybody from a young age. 11 is just when somebody finally noticed or notified a child psychologist. What? Yeah.
1: So what age did they stop talking? So
0: some reports say that they stopped attempting to communicate with other people at the age of three. Some that it, say that it was five. Uh,
1: and yet they made their own language and could understand it enough as they developed as kids to like, right?
0: Well, and it's not that they couldn't understand English, by the way. No, they I know. Just but that's didn't. also
1: it's not even like a like a speech, like a like an SLP thing. No, you it's know? not. That's, it's no, just, that's so interesting. Yeah.
0: No, when I say that this was like a childhood game gone wrong, that's really what it feels like to me, especially when I take wow. into account like what we were discussing about our childhood games, like the, you know, yeah. the languages and stuff like that. But this goes to the utmost extreme. Um, so this therapist, Anne Traherne, um, like I said, she was an expert on elective mutes. She, when she met with the twins, she was also sure that it was a game gone wrong and she saw that by like subtle eye signals sh- Jennifer would stop June from talking and it seemed as if she was contr- like she was controlling her as if she were a robot and like what yeah some also observed that it seemed like Jennifer was the more domineering personality and would prevent June from doing things or speaking and some, another account said that it seemed as though June was possessed by her sister.
1: What?
0: Yeah. And June is the older sister. Uh, She's born. Oh,
1: see, I was thinking Jennifer first alphabetically.
0: No, June is the older sister. Jennifer was born 10 minutes later. Jennifer, through. So they wrote a lot of diaries, which comes up later. But through their diaries, it comes out that Jennifer was jealous of June and thought she was the prettier, more intelligent, outgoing one, didn't want to be left behind. And then June also has these weird... They have a really weird relationship. It's gonna... I'm gonna get to it.
1: Oh, what? Twins have a weird relationship? Never would have guessed.
0: No, no, no. Don't worry. It gets even weirder.
1: And if you're a twin, don't worry. I'm weird too. Calm down. (laughs) Like Everyone's weird.
0: Everyone is weird. Okay, so... These therapists and stuff, they're all trying to figure out what's wrong with these girls. And then, you know, by the age of 14, so three years later, they're like, "Uh, we don't know what to do. Let's just send them to separate boarding schools.
1: (laughs) Because. Sounds like that would have gone really well.
0: Yeah. You know, it was under the idea that it would help them be more individual. Right. And like
1: sociable and independent. Yes. Yeah.
0: However.
1: I feel like that might have backfired.
0: Why, yes, it did. Um, <laughs> they both went completely withdrawn and catatonic at being separated from their sister. There was one yeah. report that stated that two individuals had to prop up one of the twins out of bed, and she leaned up against the wall as stiff and still as a corpse.
1: Were her eyes open?
0: hmm She's just catatonic, like, you, your eyes are open and stuff, you're just, like, non-responsive.
1: So weird. Yeah. Honestly, it's like, it does, it makes me think a little bit of the whole Claire Sylvia thing when she's like talking, or yeah, when she's talking about how she regulated her heart and her blood pressure through meditation and being so connected to her body that she was like so aware through dance, through meditation, through all of these these ways of forcing her you know not not for but training herself that's the word training herself to be so connected to herself that like her mind body connection had so much power and now we have this example of these twins and if they're going catatonic when they're split up from each other it's like it's so interesting yes it's so interesting it's like a dual mind body connection
0: yes and so yeah, it is. It is very weird. Because
1: um, it's like the practice and repetition of this behavior and of these actions. It's like it really does. It really does make an impact.
0: Oh, yeah. You know, when oh, you, yeah.
1: Like it's like it becomes reflexive.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, eventually, because the girls were catatonic and unresponsive, they just uh, brought them back from the boarding schools. And the girls perked up as soon as they got back together, but also became even more withdrawn into themselves. Mm. Uh, They were very creative and smart. They enjoyed creative writing and even did a mail-order creative writing course. Uh, As they got older in their teen years, they wrote tons and tons and tons of diaries as self-expression and even a few novels that they wanted to get published.
1: Oh, that's cool. Yeah. one. Wait, what are their books?
0: One is called The Pepsi-Cola Addict, written by June Gibson. Uh, Let me get the other names. Oh, another one was called Discomania, written by Jennifer Gibson.
1: So they're written by the different
0: different twins. Yeah, they weren't writing them together they writ they oh, wrote man, I
1: really want that book the the Pepsi Cola addict on I'm I'm writing these down and what was the other one
0: Disco Mania
1: Oh wow these sound so
0: cool uh the stories are very interesting there's a lot of like interesting dynamics and weird violence <laughs> Which nice. yes um but yeah so these girls were teenagers and even though they had this weird thing going on between them you know they were still and on some level, regular teenagers, they wanted to write and be famous. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they were very creative. They were very smart. But they were also, you know, they had this weird, isolating uh, relationship that really commandeered their lives. And add yeah. that on top of, you know, like teenage hormones and all that fun stuff. It's just, you know. I don't want, I don't think it's like a great combo, personally.
1: It definitely does fit, like, because my thought right now is like, it sounds supernatural. Like, it's like, this is like a, this is a supernatural. Yeah. This is super normal. It's like, yeah, they might be fine, you know, when people have checked them out. They're like, no, they seem okay, but they're exhibiting this very interesting behavior. It's like, yeah, definitely. Definitely yeah. paranormal. Definitely supernatural. Yeah. So. Paranatural. 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 They have a paranatural connection. There we go. Whoa. Yep.
0: So, you know, they're teenagers. They're in a weird spot. They're feeling isolated, so they begin Mm -hmm. to do what teenagers do best, which is, you know, act out. Later, uh, I'm going to explain more in a minute, but later, somebody discovers their diaries, and so they read their diaries to get way more detail about their intense and complex relationship like they were inseparable or inseparable inseparable oh (laughs) well they were inseparable but they would also have intense and very violent fights june actually tried to kill jennifer by drowning her at one point
1: how old were they when that happened
0: um i didn't say
1: i think no no,
0: but it was before they they were teenagers they were later teenagers, okay? So June wow. tried to kill Jennifer by drowning her and June later wrote, "We have become fatal enemies in each other's eyes. We feel we feel the irritating deadly rays come out of our bodies stinging each other's skin. I say to myself, can I get rid of my own shadow? Shadow, impossible or not possible. Without my shadow, would I die? Without my shadow, would I gain life? Be free." Or left to die. Without my shadow, which I identify with a face of misery, deception, and murder. Also, Jennifer tried to strangle June with a phone cord at another point. So, like, they were... It was very... When I say, like, love-hate relationship, like...
1: It sounds incredibly intense.
0: Yes. Yes. Exactly. And... At some point, you know, fighting and acting like this with each other is a lot. But they started acting out in a way that the outside world noticed as well. And keep in mind this whole time, they've been seeing therapists since they were like 11. Everybody thinks they're freaks. Everybody thinks they're weird. And they are acting in a way that's peculiar. But like you said, I think they've been doing it so long that it's reflexive at this point. And, you know, in later interviews with june she mentions how trapped they felt in this world that they created they both felt like they were trapped like this was a cycle that they couldn't get out of like they were in this hell that they were trapped in together
1: i mean but they eventually got out of it and well, also, well, well well. <laughs> well, well, okay. Okay. So maybe they did not but I'm also kind of like, why didn't they just read each other's diaries? And they're like, oh, you hate this too. Let's stop.
0: I mean, they might have, but I think at that point, like, again, they've been doing it. This is all that they know. Wow. So yeah. Anyways, when they're 18, they start acting out more and drinking and stuff like that and petty crime. And they get caught uh, committing arson. What were they trying to burn down? Like a tractor barn or something. And then a technical hmm. college. So, they, I'm sorry, they tried to burn down a technical college? That's what one report said. I don't have, yeah. But the one that I saw for sure was the tractor barn. Anyways, you know, okay. not great, but still. obvious. why? I, um, you know, in one of their diaries, it was mentioned that they were just bored and lonely and didn't know so what else to do.
1: Wow,
0: and like it's weird because they couldn't be without each other, but they both also felt so alone. You know,
1: um, that's so that's it's so interesting yes. how like the mind works sometimes.
0: Yes. So they were caught, and they ended up being found guilty. And here's the kicker. They were committed to Broadmoor Hospital, which is a high-security psychiatric hospital.
1: Oh, yikes. That's the worst.
0: At the age oh of God. 18 for committing vandalism. They were committed oh, wow. to this high-security psychiatric hospital, which was also home to ser- serial killers and gangsters. Yo. They're... Y- like, what? Yes. Yes their sentences were indefinite (gasps) because they were selective mutes. They were basically sentenced to be there until there was quote unquote significant improvement in their condition. What?
1: Mm -hmm. What year was that? 1980 Hold on. 1980
0: maybe? Actually, I think
1: it's 1980. Is there a movie
0: about them? Uh, They actually are making one.
1: Oh, man, I hope it's good. Yeah. This is a crazy story. I know. This could be, like, a real mind-bender.
0: Yeah, this is definitely a thriller, a weird psychological thriller.
1: That doesn't sound real, but it's definitely real, okay? That's, yeah, that's what makes it even crazier. Yeah. Anyways.
0: So June later said that... You know, she's like, juvenile delinquents get two years in prison. We got 11 years of hell because we didn't speak.
1: Wow. We
0: lost hope, really. I wrote a letter to the queen asking her to get us out, but we were trapped. So, yeah, they were sentenced there. Yeah, indefinitely. And like I said, ended up being there 11 years. So here comes a British journalist named Marjorie Wallace. She penned a biological book called, or a biological book. I'm so dumb. A biographical book called the silent twins about June and Jennifer Gibson. So when she heard about them, it was when they were waiting for their sentence before they got sent to Broadmoor. Okay. Mm -hmm. So she went to their parents' house and was like hey can I see their room and in their and the parents let them and in their room there was all these diaries and books and you know she talks about reading this stuff and people talk about these silent twins as if they're like you know she says daft but you know like dumb yeah. and she realizes the com- the complexity of one their relationship their thoughts their creativity all that stuff you know what I mean And so Mm -hmm. she's like, well, maybe if I go visit them, I can break through to them. So she goes to visit them while they're waiting for their sentence uh, at Mm -hmm. whatever housing facility they were in. And she said that when they were brought in, they were carried in and they were both stiff as a board and not moving or acknowledging anything. And they both kept their eyes on the floor and then she they were
1: carried in on how like on their by their arms
0: so weirdly it said on the person's shoulders but I could not picture it I'm like how can you be stiff as a board and like carried on somebody's shoulders what like a plank of wood I don't understand
1: That's so weird. It just gets... The visuals get weirder and weirder. I know. I I mean, I can just imagine this insane scene right before they get arrested when they're just, like, setting the whole thing on fire and just, like, catatonically standing there watching it, and it's, like, this haunting cry for help.
0: Well, and that's the thing that is so disappointing to me is, like, that they are obviously troubled and need help, and everybody is so caught up on how... I mean, it is a creepy story, so I do love creepy stories. But how creepy they are, that they're like, oh, they're just freaks. Like, they just need to be locked away kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so this journalist, she went and saw them, and they come in the room. They're not making eye contact whatever. But then she starts talking to them about their writing, and they really perk up. And that's how she got a foothold in, and they did actually end up speaking with her. Mm-hmm. And over time, they became friends. And then once they went to Broadmoor, you know, the whole time that they were interned there, she would go visit them every weekend and have tea with them.
1: And you know, Can you remind me, who is this person again?
0: She is a uh, a journalist, a British journalist, and, and she, what's her name? Uh, Marjorie Wallace. And she ended up writing a biological book about them and their ex- her experiences with them.
1: And how did they get in touch with her?
0: She found out about them after their arrest, and went and did some investigating. You know okay old school journalist style
1: yeah this sounds like a great story i feel like someone's gonna fuck it up though like have you seen um have you seen tales from the loop no (gasps) that's a great one on amazon it's eerie and it's the and it's kind of like how the servant how it's filmed sets the tone mm. that's it's not necessarily like sometimes yes it is the writing and the content obviously like it is creepy stuff but it's also but, sometimes the cadence of how it's filmed the cinematography yep. the 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 visualizations like the imagery like Um, Even the OA was kind of like that. Um,
0: I don't know. When you say that stuff, it makes me think of The Haunting of Hill House, like the cinematography and that really, like the story was good and all that stuff. Like, don't get me wrong, but like, I can't imagine it being shot any other way.
1: I like The Haunting of Hill House. I don't feel like it has the same tone. Like, almost, um, like, Westworld kind of has that tone and that vibe, like, there's something in the way that it's shot with just that and, like, you know, and maybe some music or just a scene, like, the way, or the sound of, like, the wind moving around you is enough to, like, creep you out. You know what I mean, and like the haunting of Hill House, I I li- I liked the colorization of it, but I just it did I feel like it was also it was very contextually creepy, so it was hard for me to separate the two because I was always creeped the fuck out uh, every okay. shot. I got you. Know? Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um. But with the brother, the brother. Definitely has those vibes. Now that I'm thinking about it more in depth, the twin, <gasps> the twin, it, yeah. yeah, not the uh, not Nell because I feel like her stuff was just outright. Right. Oh Creepy. no, but even when she has, okay, all right, I take it back. I take it back. I'm like now that I'm yeah. deep into thinking. Oh man, I can't wait to watch that again. I know. Yay, that's what I was to thinking too. All right. Sorry. I'm, uh, no, I'm just getting all caught up in film shit but yes so back to journalists yeah uh yeah she's going in to have tea with them what's her name again marjorie marjorie wallace god that's a great journalist name
0: i know yeah so she became friends with them and over the next uh 10 years 11 years she um really got to know them right Mm -hmm. she went there every weekend for tea and in one interview with the twins She quoted them saying, we just want to be able to look each other in the face without a mirror. Like they really, for them, the like to look in the mirror was to see their own image dissolve and distort into the face of their twin.
1: This is trippy as fuck. Right? Right? (laughs) Is that what it's like having a twin? Just like looking into a mirror on acid?
0: Here's another quote. For moments or sometimes hours they would feel possessed ooh, excuse me possessed by the other and they felt their personalities switching and their souls merging
1: whoa i can't believe you were like i don't know if this is supernatural this is supernatural as fuck yeah that's big bec- yeah is it i okay so i probably feel like i am really calling myself out here because i'm like i feel like that's real no i mean (laughs) who says it's not possible that's fucking creepy yeah what a vibe though like oh yeah that's so spooky
0: and so during their stay at this fucking crazy high security psychiatric hospital one you can't imagine that the conditions were great because like i said they were housed there with serial killers you know, gangsters, other kinds of murders, all kinds of stuff. And they were put in there at the age of fucking 18 just for being mute and committing arson.
1: Right? Wow. But well, Was there anyone in the buildings they set on fire?
0: I don't know. Um, all right. So sometimes they would separate the girls and have them housed in cells on completely different parts of the hospital. And weird shit would happen uh doctors or nurses would enter their rooms only to find them catatonic again and frozen in place sometimes in bizarre or elaborate poses and then they what? would and then they would go to the other end of the hospital where the other twin was and the other twin would be in the same exact position <gasps> without them having any way to communicate to each other about it
1: and see I'm telling you I'm telling you you know how like monks can can dry sheets you know i've seen that shit in like documentaries like where they they have monks all sitting together and meditating and they 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 soak these sheets in cold, 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 cold water and they put them on the monks and the monks are emanating like so much, so much heat is like coming, radiating off of them that the, that the sheets not only dry, but they're like steaming, they're like hot. Yeah. And it's like that focus or like being able to like hit something, like another one had a monk throwing a needle through a piece of glass through a piece of glass he threw a needle you're going to have to send
0: you're going to have to send me these videos cuz now i'm intrigued
1: it's just you harness the power you practice it it becomes part of you it's like yes this is wild
0: yep that is it this whole story is very crazy and yeah like i said they sometimes would feel possessed by the other they felt you know They had this intense love and need for each other. They obviously couldn't function when they were apart, but they also, like, you know, were haunted essentially by each other, right? Wow. So for the twins, you know, oh, by the way, another, they were also heavily medicated and honestly in despair. There was no end to their sentence. They couldn't, they didn't have a day to look forward to that they would be able to leave right and Mm -hmm. one time they asked the doctor like hey we're getting better like when can we get out of here and he's like you're never getting out of here you're insane and you need to stay locked up essentially and so they really did they they lost their will to their creative writing really plummeted they continued to do diary entries and stuff but um it was not the same it really affected their you know they had a lot of psyche, er, psych. No, not psychedelic. Psychiatric
1: drugs. Drugs in them. Yeah. yeah,
0: to make them comply and you know make sure that they would do what everybody wanted, and you know it was just it's not good for everybody, and <laughs> finally they found out that after eleven years in Broadmoor Hospital. They would be transferred to a medium security facility. She's like, "Great, good. They don't need to be there anymore. They shouldn't have been sent there to begin with, like that, right?" Mm. Yeah. So Marjorie goes to see them for their usual Sunday afternoon tea, and they uh, they're talking, they're they're hanging out, and suddenly Jennifer. Whispers to Marjorie, Marjorie, I'm going to die. We've decided.
1: What? This
0: was right before, like, they they found out they were due for a transfer and looking forward to partial freedom. They also knew that neither would ever experience that freedom if they remained together. Yep. So literally right before they're transferring transferring
1: i'm sorry my face is shocked by the way yes i didn't i can't respond i'm like i need to know what happens and
0: also rightly so uh, marjorie freaks out she's like um what yeah only 29 like stop you don't need to be saying stuff like that like you're gonna be fine you guys are going to this next facility you know it's gonna it's going to be better. It's going to be good for everybody. She tried to warn the doctors and say, hey, this is what's going on. And they're like, we've monitored them. They're fine. Like, we're going to keep monitoring them. It's going to be fine. Don't worry about it. Right?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I feel like that's that's that fucking checks out. They're like, yeah, we're not worried about it.
0: Oh, I did forget to mention that, like, also, sometimes in the hospital, even if they were across the hospital, only one twin would eat on one day and the other twin would eat the other day. And the next, the, like... Whatever day, one twin ate, the other twin had to starve kind of thing. Like, even if they were across the hospital. It was a very...
1: So interesting. Yes.
0: Um, so, yeah, Marjorie's like, what? No, like, you're not going to die. It's going to be fine. You're going to leave. You're going to go to this next hospital. It's going to be great. And she later found out that they had been fighting violently she found out from the staff at this hospital they've fighting violently about who was going to die before this conversation and
1: well, I'm just like
0: when uh, yeah so they've been fighting like this is insane
1: because it's like honestly when you're telling me this the whole time I'm just picturing it and I'm just like what yeah I can't imagine like I mean like yeah. Mhm. Yeah, I just I just can't imagine it. It's like not only are they like mirroring each other when they're not near each other and they have this like intense unspoken connection that seems to be proved over and over again and it's like now they're like only one of us can exist. Yep. It's like, "Oh my
0: god." Yep. They they really believed that one of them would have to give up their life in order for the other one to be free. Like, they felt like that was the only way.
1: Yeah, and from what you said, it was like, that was what is in their diaries. So they both are feeling the same way, and they're like, yeah. It's like, it's talk about getting caught, lost in one, like, you focus so much on something, and it becomes everything to you, you know? And it's like, I feel like, Yes, it was, it might have started as a game, as you mentioned, but it's also, like, makes me think of, like, all the QAnon shit, with, like, falling down and going and picking up all these clues, and you're on this train of thought with everyone else, and it's like, you're all going down this rabbit hole together, and it's like, I feel like that's what happened. They just descended into into, this, into this, this... oh,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: Realm? I don't know.
0: So, um, the NPR actually interviewed Marjorie Wallace a few years ago, and she- Mm. Really? Yeah it was I had looked at the transcript and stuff Um, but yeah she's like yeah then they said we have made a pact Jennifer has got to die because that's the only way that one of us can live and she said at the end of this visit she goes Jennifer's cheekbones were very thin her face looked flush she looked I think quite afraid June looked determined I was very disturbed at the end of this visit (laughs) Which like duh, wow, yeah, and you know, like I said, she called the doctors. The doctors were like, "No, no, it's fine. Don't worry. Uh, we'll let you know when the twins safely get to this other facility, right?" Mm-hmm. And finally, she gets a call.
1: I'm guessing they weren't housed together. They weren't roomed together.
0: I think sometimes they were, and sometimes they were separated. Mm. Yeah, at this original facility. Um. Yeah. But yeah, so they. On, on, they go to move Jennifer and June to this other facility. They're in the car, and Jennifer lays down in June's lap and falls asleep with her eyes open. Uh, apparently, she fell into a coma. <gasps> when they got to the facility, Jennifer was taken in and laid in the hospital bed, and by 6.15 she was dead (gasps) yep and June went to visit her straight away and laid a rose over her um what no I guess she literally
1: just laid down and died
0: yep the cause of Jennifer's death is still a mystery the autopsy revealed an inflammation around her heart but the coroner never found any poison uh they thought maybe it could have been the medication she took that weakened her immune system, but both of the twins received the same treatment, and June was in good health when Jennifer died.
1: Oh man, talk about some talk about some succubus energy. It's I like- was gonna say,
0: and Wallace herself says, you know, she goes, "I've been I've spent many years now wondering about Jennifer's death. Now I don't think there's really any explanation." explanation for that except Jennifer willing herself to die.
1: Yeah, because it's because it, it makes me, when you said an inflammation of the heart I'm like, well people die from a broken heart. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and, you know, oh two or three days after Jennifer died she went to go visit June to see how June was doing. And June was prepared to talk. And she felt very conflicted between the terrible grief at losing the person closest to her in her life and the f- relief and freedom that she felt with Jennifer now gone. She said, when Marjorie was there, she said, would you go to Haverford West, which is where their hometown, and would you fly a banner over Haverford West and say that June is fit and well and at last come into her own? Like, mm. to try and, like, announce, like, I'm free kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and she also said a few days later that Jennifer gave up her life for me, and now I have to go on and live it for both of us.
1: I really feel like they somehow entangled their consciousnesses together. Mm-hmm. I feel like they really did harness some intense meditative mind power and like connected themselves together. And then, I mean, either, either fused into one, um, or, or, or decided to depart. I mean, think about astral projection. People, you know, it's like, it's not... I know I sound insane, but it's like, what do you think happened? Yeah. Well, this is so crazy. Yeah.
0: And, you know, once she died, obviously she had the... Or June had a lot of, like... Like I said, she was torn between guilt and relief and grief and all this stuff. But once Jennifer died, she began speaking to everyone in her life as if she had always been doing so. She spoke to her sisters... Her parents, you know, the doctors, all that stuff. Like, she spoke and acted like normal. As if everything was, like, the past 30 years hadn't happened, basically. Or almost 30 years.
1: So maybe they did become, maybe, honest, but, like, honestly, that's that's what I think happened. I think that, that they combined their energies together into one body. And I know that that sounds like some... <laughs> That sounds like some lady demon no, shit, gonna, but it's like I'm gonna
0: say something here in a minute. Um, okay. Also, June was actually released after the from the hospital at shortly after Jennifer's death, and after that, lived a somewhat normal life.
1: I'm telling you, they combined powers. This is such a good story. Yeah,
0: I'm so glad you like it.
1: Yeah, I'm, 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 yeah, no, I really, really do. This is what I live for. I love shit like this. Okay,
0: so, in some mythology, there's obviously some interesting things having to do with twins, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. The Yoruba people in Africa, if Mm -hmm. one of the twins dies, the parents then create a doll that portrays the body of the deceased child. Mm-hmm. Because they believe that the twins have one soul that they share. Yes, so it's one wow. soul in two bodies. So if one of the twins dies, they make a doll so that there's the the other twin doesn't. De- or I'm gonna try this again.
1: Yeah, no no no. I got you, I got you. But like my now thought goes to now are we referring to identical twins? Because I feel like identical twins, the connection that freaks me out personally there is sharing or having identical DNA. And well, fraternal I twins I was gonna don't say, have that.
0: You I
1: I mean I'm I don't I'm not know saying if we're haunted, saying I like
0: Yeah, I don't know if we're saying specifically identical twins. But I would probably argue that it's more leaning towards identical twins. But also, uh, you know, I think, what's the term for not identical? Fraternal. Fraternal. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, you know, even though they don't have the same DNA, they are still sharing such a close Environment through development. Yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah,
1: yeah, I know. But when, like, when you think about the mirroring and all that kind of crazy shit, and, and, and when you're like, uh, one soul that is shared between two bodies, it just, it, my, my thought, like, was like, oh, what about identical DNA? Like, yeah. Especially talking about how, like, memories and, you know, cellular memory,
0: in. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So interesting.
0: Um, but, yeah, so that's the story of the silent twins. Wow.
1: And this really happened. This really Guys, happened. this really uh, happened.
0: June, June Gibson is still alive. She lives in Wales, and she lives near her sister and parents. And despite... Uh, and she didn't even kill her sister. No, she didn't. And I know, I think that's how... I feel like that's how people assume that it's going to end. Although they did several times try to (laughs) kill each other yeah but yeah no she just literally laid down and decided to die
1: and what a wild ride like yeah wow yeah wow yeah um i honestly like i just keep i'm like you really you really took me on a on a on a yeah I'm just, I'm just literally sitting here, like, visualizing it as if it was shot, like, by Tales by the loop. but it's just blowing my mind, because I'm like, this is so crazy, like, this is so, in- it's such a, gr- it's- wow. Isn't it, though? Yeah, this is a great one. Great topic. Wow. Yeah. I, um, I can't believe that. That's so funny that I was mentioning all that stuff. I know,
0: about twins.
1: I know. Because it's like, even, and I definitely, obviously, you know, for Um, obviously, you know fraternal twins are twins, and they're gonna have a connection, just like any siblings have a connection. Um, I will not just like, but you get what I mean, because I feel like even sometimes we have like weird things where we're connected or like on the same page about shit, and it's like a uh...
0: yeah, it's a little, it's a little like <laughs> it's like, Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> it's <a> little, Ugh. <laughs> weird. I'm like oh, oh no, um, oh yeah, I did want to read this too uh, on Jennifer's headstone. There's a poem written by June inscribed on the headstone. And it says What does it say? We were once two, we two made one. We no more two, through life be one. Rest in peace.
1: Can you read that again? <laughs>
0: <you>? <laughs> <laughs> we once were two, we two made one. We know more two, through life be one. Rest in peace.
1: Say it again. No. Read the first line again.
0: We once were two. We two made one.
1: We two made one. We didn't become one. No, we aren't one. It's not we two are one. We two made one. Yep. Yeah. Wow. There's
0: also an hour-long, or almost hour-long thing on YouTube called Silent Twins Without My Shadow. And it's, you know, an interview of June Gibson. (gasps) Really? Mm -hmm.
1: Did you watch it?
0: I regret to say that I did not watch it because it was an hour long. And I don't have the attention span for that. Thank you, ADHD. (laughs) Um, Also, how did we never know that I had ADHD sooner when I don't have the attention span for a lot of things? Yeah,
1: same. Unless it's like, unless it's like the uh, hyper-focus thing.
0: The hyper-focus thing. That I can't stop thinking
1: about it. I don't know if I'm going to be able to stop thinking about this, honestly.
0: Isn't it crazy? And this wasn't that long ago. Like I said, June is mom's age. And... Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Through this entire thing, I've been sitting here with my mouth open like a codfish, and my eyes are, like, glossed over, and I'm staring off into the distance. Like, that's
0: what's happening. Well, it's funny, too, because, like, I, while reading this, I was like, is it possible to haunt somebody while you're still alive? Or can you possess somebody while still alive? Like, I was legit, like, reading this stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: like, we don't know what's possible. And I, I swear to God, it's like, when you watch, like, like monks or like people who practice meditation like so intensely like that. It's like, yeah, I, th- I, I kind of do think this is possible. I got, they, and they're, they're identical twins. Yes. yes.
0: And uh-huh. like I said in the beginning, this is
1: the quote. Two made one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So
1: <sighs>
0: when somebody asked June why her and her sister had committed themselves to being silent for nearly 30 years of their life, June simply replied, we made a pact. We said we weren't going to speak anybody. We stopped talking all together. Only us two in our bedroom upstairs.
1: Do you think they said that packed out loud? Or do you think it was like...
0: Well, they said stuff to each other.
1: No, I know. But do you think they said that out loud? Or do you think they just like telepathically Pathically? Yeah, I don't
0: decided. know. I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, that's my creepy story. Think of
1: all of like the cool micro-expressions you could do with that with that like acting wise with the mirroring and it's literally just like a change or a flinch of like an eye or a corner of one of their mouths I'm telling you man they better make it good I feel like I don't know
0: well it's gonna have the actress who played Shuri from Black Panther in it and I like her so
1: okay yeah oh yeah alright alright alright
0: yeah, her name's Letitia Wright.
1: Okay. Yeah. Wow. Um.
0: But yeah, that's that's the story of June and Jennifer Gibson. And they're, you know...
1: <sighs> Do you see me right now? Like, I cannot. I know.
0: I'm having trouble, I too, because like I said, it started off as like a game. It started off like an innocent game, and it completely derailed their whole lives.
1: Yeah, I really did. We two made one. I'm never gonna forget that. Oh my god.
0: And like just like picturing them like doing everything in sync, like walking and like putting on coats at the same time or taking sips of tea at the same time. Or, you know Yeah. Yeah.
1: Why do I feel like this is like an experiment that um Walter did on the kids in Jacksonville and Fringe? <laughs> He had like a set of twins, and he was like, "I'm gonna make you become the same person." person.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So yeah. Yeah, dude. Woohoo! We are spooking it up. We yeah, are spooking it up, and I love it. Spooking it up. Oh, that was great. Yay!
0: I'm so wow. glad you thought so.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, guys, so glad you came along with us on those journeys.
0: Such journeys. I hope you guys are as spooked out as we are.
1: And um, never doubt the power of women. Oh, yeah, that's the theme this, feminine th- this week. feminine people <laughs> or feminine folks or... Just, just don't doubt the people of, or don't doubt the people of power. Doubt the people of power, okay? That's w- the one people you should doubt, yes. the ones that are still in power. Let's do that. Yes. Let's do that. But de- don't doubt the power of the people. am
0: the women people, but yeah. The
1: women people, but also, like, you know, the people. Okay. <laughs> I just meant for this episode, jeez yeah no absolutely 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 power cannot be denied it is undeniable there's undeniable power that's nuts yep nuts um yeah so cool um if you guys want to find us online you can go to our website the um, if you want to buy some merch you just stick a little forward slash store on the end of that. yes and if you tip us because they're like you guys bitch. i want to tip you um yeah thank you and thank you and you're welcome <laughs> and you can go to the podcast.com forward slash tips um there's also other stuff on there uh you can contact us and do all that kind of fun stuff yeah let and us know if you have any good
0: spooky story suggestions we love getting suggestions from our listeners so we yeah, get a good 100%. spooky season subject please fill out that contact form message us on instagram yeah you know,
1: slide into our dms yes
0: we would love that also you can find us on instagram at wonderlust.pod so yeah that's where you can slip into our dms
1: yeah slide on in bb um so next week our sister subject is coming back around to nature nacence. Which one will it be? It's
0: nature. I don't know. Nope, it's nature. I
1: wait and see. It's nature. Snature nacence, Nathan. nature. Maybe you could send us that. Maybe we'll put a post up like which one Which one, one, one you about? prefer. Yeah, are you a nacence or are you a nature? nature?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, yeah, so we're excited for that uh, And the continuation of the most wonderful time of the year Hashtag spooky season Yes spooky season.
0: It's the most wonderful time of the fucking year, guys
1: Yeah, yeah It really is It really is So thank you to all you lovely, lovely folks for listening to us We appreciate and love you all And if you like, you can leave us a five-star review Yes um, when we get five star reviews we'll do a little shout out we'll say hey and uh we're also gonna send you a special gift um and yeah so yeah thanks so much
0: for joining us yeah this was an exciting episode
1: fuck yeah about it hey wonder sluts
0: i think it's time for us to
1: wonder